Talk Live, talk radio that you control. 603-283-6160 is the number for you to call to bring up whatever's on your mind, talk about your perspective on it, talk about your perspective on what we're talking about, or bring up something totally new. It's up to you because it's free talk live. So that number is 603-283-6160. And with you in the studio tonight, you've got me, Bonnie. Riley. And it's Ian. And tonight we're going to be talking about just lots of things going on in the world. A man getting sued by the city of Atlanta because, well, they accidentally tore down his house. That's pretty crazy to me. Beyonce owes the government millions of dollars. Allegedly. Allegedly. And also Liberland. I was really surprised by this news. Well, Ian, do you have a new story about Liberland that you wanted to get into? Um, yes, I do. But do you know what Liberland is first? So you yeah. could explain it. So Liberland is a place by Croatia and um, what's Serbia. It? Serbia. So it's I believe it's a place between Croatia and Serbia. Correct. Right. And it's, it's not very big. in the big. middle of a river between the two the, countries. Okay. What? I thought it was the swampy area, not just like actually a river. Mm-hmm. Anyways. So... It. I don't really understand or remember at least because I heard like the Tom Woods episode about it years ago or something like that. But basically, somehow or another, this guy named Jeb, I don't remember his last name. He has a very um, European, like Polish sounding last last name. Uh, He got control of it in some way or another. He's the president of it. Do you know, Ian? The president of... No, I'm saying, how. do you know how they got control of it? Of Liberland? Yeah. So, Liberland was uh, what they described as terra nullius, which means no man's land. And the idea was that there, the history of this land is essentially that, for whatever reason, and I don't remember the details on this, it's been years since we talked about the origins of Liberland on this show. We've had the president of Liberland, uh, Vit Gedlishka, on the program. Vit, or Vit, Vit, V-I-T. I thought it was Jed. That's what I was saying. You didn't uh, correct me. No, I'm sorry. Um, but uh, the we've had him on the show, and for whatever reason, neither Serbia nor Croatia laid claim to this particular part of this river for right. some reason, and, and probably because it's just a swamp. And, and it's not very um, large. Ian said it's not bigger than our neighborhood. No, I don't know about that. It's I think we looked at it, and I think it was like, a few kilo- kilometers square or something like that. That's not a very big plot of land. No, and it's not I, I guess if people really wanted it, they should have it. Well, And they didn't really care enough about it. So the Liberland folks came up and said, well, we'll just go ahead and claim this for ourselves. And they did that. Um, this was probably about a decade ago at this point that this happened. And they said, well, we're just going to make this into our own libertarian country, Liberland. They're supposed libertarians who are behind this thing. It's always been promoted in that way. The Liberland people, the rep, quote representatives or whatever you want to call them, the people who are representing Liberland. They seem pretty uh, libertarian. They seem that way. I, I had a friend in Utah who's the one of the Utah representatives of Liberland, and he is definitely a libertarian. Yeah, and that's who they've been marketing to over the years. Um, looks like it is 7 kilometers square or 2.7 square miles okay. in the area. Uh, so very, very small. It says here it is roughly the same size as Gibraltar, but I don't know how big that is either. Neither. I've never been there, and I don't know either. I don't yeah. know where it is either. <laughs> Um, but it is small, regardless, and it is a swamp, so how much of it is actually useful, I don't know. But they made this claim on this this property, and they 
you know, in order to claim a place as your own, you got to go there, right? Like if this is going to be a country, quote unquote, then you have to settle Liberland. At least that's the thinking I would have. I mean, if you're going to claim a place, you might as well set up shop there and build houses or claim land there. Yeah, and they um, then when they went out to Liberland, they were stopped by force um, on the part of the Croatian border patrol. Essentially, the Croatian police uh, would target the Liberlanders who were trying to just simply go. And I think they were coming from Serbia, so they would like you know, park their cars or whatever on the Serbian side, and then they would get into a boat and they would try to go to Liberland. And we reported on this on Free Talk Live at the time. Uh, about how it is that these people were getting arrested. The Liberlanders were essentially uh, performing civil disobedience, and they uh, were getting arrested for this uh, act of just simply trying to go to a swamp in the middle of this, I think it's the Danube River, Mm. if I recall correctly. Um, Just by by comparison here, by the way, I did just pull up Keene, New Hampshire, which is a small city here in uh, the western side, southwestern corner of New Hampshire, Keene, according to the Wikipedia entry, has a total of 37 square miles of land. So, so what does that make it of um, New Hampshire, a 15th or something? I oh, mean, I of, of, of Keene, what... I meant to say. Keene oh, is a 15th. Liberland? Liberland's a 15th of Keene? Yeah, roughly a, uh, yeah, a little less than a 10th. Yeah, 15th, probably, probably about right. Yeah. I don't know if that's really how uh, it works. It's a very small fraction of what Keene is, right? So Keene's a small town huge or anything it has yeah it's a very small town it's yeah. smaller than the town i the city i came from in southern utah yeah definitely uh it allegedly has twenty thousand people but i don't know how you really calculate that when it's a college town and like half of the people that live here don't live here part of the year yeah yeah well they do the census usually when the college is here so Keene, i think has a census number of like 22 or twenty three thousand, and then you remove four thousand for the college the students but anyway back to liberland so uh, they were getting arrested, and it was happening multiple times. People were getting caught, charged with, I don't remember what the so-called crime was, but they were being prosecuted in uh, Croatia for this, what Croatia was essentially calling a border violation, and which is weird because Croatia didn't claim Liberland. So how can they enforce their border over Liberland and so on? And Just being tyrants. Yeah. Of course, it's what governments do, and it's right. just interesting that these people that Serbia is is charging these people with border violations. This was Croatia. N- Serbia was actually where Sorry, they were Croatia. leaving from. So Croatia's side, the other um, government thugs on Neither the other side, have been completely friendly to them this whole time, though. Yeah, yeah. Okay. As I understand it, they haven't. Um, but Serbia was at least where they were able to park their cars and launch their boats from, and that sort of thing. So. Yeah, so this was all happening in like 2014, 2015, if I recall correctly, the early days of this thing. So what happened after that? Well, there hasn't been a lot of talk about Liberland on this program, and that may be because people, um, you know, kind of lost interest in it, or their their representatives haven't been calling the show. I know, well, actually, we did have uh, Vit Yedlicka on from Anarchapulco probably in like 2018. So we did talk about Liberland at the time. Uh, at the time, they had given Ron Paul a uh, a Liberland passport. Yeah. They were giving away these passports to specific individuals who had assisted Liberland to a certain point. So because it's a very small place, they, you know, not everyone in the world who wants to live in Liberland is going to be able to live in Liberland if it becomes a real thing. So they've had to come up with rules as far as 
who gets to be a citizen uh of Liberland. Now, as I understand it, they do have some sort of a digital citizenship. Yeah. Uh, but they also have the physical, you can actually move here kind of thing. And you have to, and I don't know what uh, what the rules are as far as how you qualify for this, but if you've contributed enough essentially to the development of Liberland, then you get to live there, as I understand it. And if you're a Liberland fan, please feel free to call in and correct me because there's a good chance I'm going to get some of these details wrong as I haven't been paying you know, super detailed attention to it over the years because I just figured, well, look, if if this ever does become a thing, then, you know, maybe it'll be worth looking into uh, moving there. I'm just not the kind of um, I'm not the level of pioneer where I want to go and, you know, occupy a, a swamp. swamp. I'm right. not either. New Hampshire was big enough for me. If I had to yeah. choose Morazon City or Liberland, I'd choose Morazon City and I don't want to live there. Well, and the reason to choose Morazon City is because there's actually Houses. a city there, right? right. Yeah, like there's, there's, actually... there's a city of people who are setting up shop in Honduras. I don't yeah, know if we can actually exists. call it a city. Um, well, I don't know what qualifies as a city, I but there's, there are Kena people... City. Yeah, there are people living in a place, and there are houses in which one could rent, or apartments in the case of Morazan City. You don't need a boat to in move the ca- around. Right. In the case of Liberland, uh, well, that's what the new news is, is they are now actually settling Liberland. There are people who are actually moving to Liberland. Uh, there's a specific set of instructions as far as, you know, how you can uh, qualify to do this, etc. And I have no doubt that there are people who are very interested in doing this. They've always yeah, they been, have fans. Yeah, there have always been big Liberland fans out there. It is a unique idea, the idea of taking over an unclaimed, unwanted plot of land and turning it into something. I mean, if you think about what they did, for instance, uh, with Las Vegas, I mean, no one wanted to have a piece of desert. Hmm. like. Desert is pretty un- undesirable. Yeah, it's definitely undesirable. No one wants to live there. But it turns out a lot of people want to go to Vegas now because yeah. they turned a piece of desert, desert. into what? I love desert. Uh, it's it's very different than the forest for sure. It's a different sort of energy, a different sort of hmm. vibe. I love it so much. I love um, the sky being the main focus and the trees yeah. getting out of my way. Yeah. Um, it's really hot there though, so that's another reason why a lot of people wouldn't want to be there. Also, yeah. we live in a time where people have already invented air conditioning and stuff. Like yeah. when um, the pioneers of Vegas yeah. did not have that. And the pioneers no. of Utah also like um John's or Joseph Smith whenever mm-hmm. they got well, to Utah. Joseph Smith didn't go to Utah. In fact, he died before the Mormons migrated to Wait, Utah. Wait, am I thinking am I thinking of uh, Brigham Young? Yeah, you're say? thinking Sorry. of Brigham Young. Brigham Young was the guy who led the Mormon pioneers west and said this is the place yeah that's what i was gonna say he said this is it where did smith die was uh i know nauvoo illinois which is somewhere in illinois i don't remember so he didn't even make it halfway i'm glad that um when i started bringing that up riley was on the show to correct me because i always thought Mm. that john smith at least made it to utah and then like went back and or yes (laughs) i always call him john smith too (laughs) but um yeah he said the guy from pocahontas yeah (laughs) he said uh this is it because it's like now we're out in the not him sorry Brigham Young said this is it because it's like now we're in the middle of nowhere no one wants mm-hmm. to be here no one wants to be there we'll yeah. take this and they obviously were very successful yeah yeah absolutely. they were so that's kind of the idea here is let's take this piece of land no one wants it and let's turn it into something productive uh, where there's a relative economic freedom where us libertarian types can actually have our own society. <sighs> But we've got bad news for you. Yeah, it really disappointed me. I was see. I so again, I hadn't heard a whole lot about what was going on with Liberland, but it, but I follow them on you know social media and such, and I caught 
the news that they are now settling Liberland as of just about a month ago, I think. Maybe Yay. about a month and a half, two months. No more than two months ago. It was sometime in August that the uh, the quote-unquote gates opened and Liberland is now available for settling. But not to just anyone. And that's understandable. I don't. Yeah, there's not a lot of room. Yeah, I don't begrudge these people for having a set of rules as far as who gets to play here. Um, and, you know, it's it's not free immigration, unfortunately, to, to Liberland. But there's on their website, it links to, and I think it's liberland.org, uh, liberland, I don't have it in front of me. You'll find it. Just look for it. But there's a link where they link to about how to settle Liberland, a step-by-step guide. You're about to begin the exciting journey of settling in Liberland, the land of liberty and opportunity. Sounds good, right? Oh, yeah. Before embarking on your Liberland adventure, make sure you check and fulfill the personal requirements. And then they... It is liberland.org. Thank you. Liberland.org. Personal requirements. uh, They have certain legal necessities for entry concerning the police, like having a uh, Shenzhen area visa, which is a European thing, Hmm. uh, and a passport. You have to be of sound mind, be above 18 years of age, be in good health, and undergo a health check before coming to visit so you don't have hidden conditions. Be prepared for hiking or biking and walking on uneven terrain. Be prepared to spend time in nature. There are mosquitoes and other bugs in certain areas. Prepare for a time when you are relatively isolated with a group of people who might be strangers. You are asked to be a constructive part of the group as this is a collective endeavor. Hmm. So then they talk about gathering supplies. So like if you want to, you know, you're going to, there's not a house for you. Okay. So if you're going to Liberland, you must be prepared to build This is like Burning Man, but wetter. No, well, well Burning-, Burning Man is a festival in the desert, in the Black Rock Desert, where people get together to have a gift economy sort of thing. It's communist. And they, yeah, it's a commie sort of festival. Well, like, also, I'm glad you brought it up, though. I was saying it's like that in the fact that you have to bring all your own supplies. That is That's true. That's what I was saying. That's a good point. <laughs> uh, but I'm glad you brought that up because it, I skipped over a part of what Liberland has been doing between when the arrests were happening. And when now with the settlement, oh, what yeah. were they doing for those those intervening years? Well, they were throwing a festival called, I think it was called Floating Man. And <laughs> I didn't so, know that. Yeah, once a year they would have a festival. And I think this was after Croatia had stopped making arrests. Hmm. So some number of dozens, I don't know how many people were going to this thing, but they would go from uh, Serbia or wherever into uh, the Liberland property. And they had like, I don't know some place there where i think it was actually on a boat or something i don't know i would never been but uh, they had a festival probably music camping things like that so they had their own little festival that's what was going on uh, but if you're going to go to liberland you got to bring your own tools you got to bring your own hardware you got to get this figured out you can't just go there and bum you know some construction supplies off of somebody mm. who's there right like they're right. they're trying to build their house maybe they'll be helpful but you got to kind of bring your own stuff uh, the uh, the twenty five and that's another difference between this and Burning Man. Burning Man, you are not allowed to erect any permanent structures. That's hmm. one of the rules of Burning Man. You're going to uh, well, it makes sense. I wasn't yeah. saying it's exactly like. No, I, I get what you're. I get what you're saying. Hmm. I'm just clarifying another key difference here. This is yeah. These are people settling a place. Yep. Um. So to settle in Liberland, you have to spend at least twenty five consecutive days in the area. During this time, you have two options. One, the preferred option, immediate construction. If you're ready to commit to the entire 25-day period, you may begin construction immediately. Your diligent effort to complete the construction project 
Within the time frame will culminate in the claiming of your land title. It'd be really cool to see if somebody with like really good construction skills goes and creates a really cute tiny home and like mm-hmm. does a whole TikTok uh, filming of the whole process. Like my tiny home in Liberland. That'd be really cool. To see. That would be cool. That would be really interesting to figure out, to see the process, see how they're developing their home in a swamp, basically. Now, they will give you apparently as many as 1,500 square meters uh, in order for you to develop into in Liberland. Mm. Now, I am curious to know how many square meters is in an acre because I did not actually look that up. Honestly, like an acre doesn't mean much to me anyway. Like how much is our house? How many square meters is our house? I was going to tell you that. So this property is about a tenth of an acre. Okay, well. And apparently... Um, it is about 4,000 square meters is in one in one acre, I guess, according to so the calculator site. So we have 40 of that? So we have about 400 square meters. So yeah, I guess you get a fairly large uh, chunk of property. You get about That's, maybe a quarter of an acre. How That's many do they nice. get? You get about 1,500 uh, square meters. So more than our house? Yes, that's well, about that's... three times as large as this property. So, how many people can they even fit there? I'm not sure about that. I haven't done. I haven't done the math. That's a nice little chunk. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. Um, so, so option one was you have to commit to doing 25 days straight. You got to mm-hmm. be prepared to stay there for most of a month and and begin construction immediately. The second option is if you would prefer to commence construction at a later date. You must make arrangements with their land registrar. So this is something else they've done over the last several years is they've sort of created their own government and bureaucracy, for lack of a better term. There is a government of Liberland, even though they don't live there yet. I guess they do now, but prior to August, they didn't live there, but they were still operating as though they were the government of Liberland. Judge Yedlichka is the president. So his last name starts J-E-D? Uh-huh, that's Okay, that's where I thought his name was Jed. Uh, and so, it was a one-syllable, three-letter name. And <laughs> Bear in mind, times vary with three months allocated for a standard cabin and up to one year for more complex structures. During the initial 25-day period, engage with your Wait, fellow... Wait, they give you a certain amount of time to build your house? Yeah, it sounds like it. They so want people you, who are people serious. Are like, yeah, messing around. I get During now. the initial 25-day period, engage with your fellow Liberlanders or contribute to collective public project efforts on the land. And then they... Tell you, there's these thing about merits. This is what I was kind of referring to earlier, where they've come up with a way to reward people who are contributing a certain energy or you know time or whatever resources to uh, furthering the concept of Liberland. They gain these things called merits. This all sounds so, good so far because they're like agreeing to this before they go. Yep, and, and they so say like- for every ten merits you hold, you can settle one square meter of land. Hmm. So that's how they're determining who gets to do this and. Who doesn't? Mm. Um, so I don't want to go into too more, too much more detail about who gets to construct. Uh, they do say if you don't have any merits yet, you can still become a Liber- Liberland settler. You can become an e-resident of Liberland. That's the e-residency thing, the electronic residency. You can register at border.liberland.org for your visa for 25 days. Spend 25 consecutive days in the area, either building your own house or assisting your fellow settlers who work on various public projects aimed at increasing the chances and speed of Liberland's success, earn 200 merits for each of the 25 days you complete after the completion of your 25-day-long settlement. After the 25 days, use those merits to obtain your citizenship. Okay, well, that's not bad then. So if you're willing to go and be the true pioneer, you don't have to have done anything up until this point. Literally a little house in the... uh 
prairie yeah or style. the swamp in this in this case but yeah <laughs> up until this point there were things you could do to get these these merits but if you have never had a merit if you just heard about liberland for the first time tonight i gotta give them credit for allowing these people to be willing to show up and and do this to just show up with the construction equipment and get to work for 25 days straight and then you will essentially be given the pri- it sounds to me like and I'm not a representative here, but reading what they've they've written here, it sounds like you will obtain citizenship by putting the work in yep. to it, basically, and being the that doesn't first sound to too bad because at least somebody could earn their place in Liberland. And being somebody who is uh, you know a self starter and is willing to help out the community that they're trying to build there. Right now, I don't know if uh, communists would be uh, attracted to a job like this um, because obviously they don't, they probably want liberty-minded people to move here. I don't so think I don't communists know. would because like just because they're doing things to help each other out doesn't mean like they're going to not have to do any work for food. That's what communists want. Yeah. Some communists are very lazy, but there are those who, um, you know, they have their co-op or whatever. They have their commune, uh, communes and some of them do work on those those situations communists believe that if you have to work for food that's like a crime against nature mm. because mm, i guess it depends on the communists i mean maybe some communists don't believe that their whole thing is uh it's unnatural to have to like sell your labor for things that they believe like humans have the right to have like food so maybe there are some that don't believe that but that's what i always hear them say yeah so um, that's a little bit of information about how to become a settler of Liberland. There's more information, obviously, over at Liberland.org. But a few weeks ago, or about three weeks out from this article at this point, there was an article written at the Liberland Press website, LiberlandPress.com, by Michael Ptaknik. Yes, but I don't want to. I don't want you to get into it yet because on the next segment we could tell them the thing that we found out that we really don't like or approve of. That Liberland is doing. Yeah. Everything we've read so far is like, oh, it's Sounds fine great. and dandy. Sounds, Sounds very great. exciting. But Sounds like good for pioneers if you have the pioneer spirit. But it may not be mm. as libertarian as the name would suggest. 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. This hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Rising fees have made Bitcoin useless for purchases, but Dash continues to have fees less than one cent per transaction, and its features ensure Dash is undefeated as the most useful cryptocurrency in the marketplace. From a technical standpoint, Dash transactions are irreversible, and its network is protected from 51% attacks by their Chainlocks technology. There's no need to wait for a confirmation before considering a Dash transaction complete, so it's great for merchants. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges, including the decentralized Maya protocol and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Big thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash.org. Talk Live, talk radio that you control. 
And the number to call is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. You can call in with whatever is on your mind. Talk about what we're talking about. Bring up your own subject. It doesn't matter. It's up to you. And that's number is 603-283-6160. In the studio with you tonight, you've got me, Bonnie. Riley. And it's Ian. And before the break, we were talking about Liberland, a small area in, I don't even know if it, they call themselves a country. Do they, Ian? Do they use that word? Um, I think they do. So it's a small country, um, probably, in Europe, in between Serbia and Croatia, and it used to be a no-man's land. It was unclaimed, and some people took it over to make it a libertarian homeland. And we're talking about how that's going because they're now settling for the first time instead of it just being empty swamp land. Mm-hmm. It's getting settled. And Ian dug up something a little disheartening about the whole situation. Yeah, I was pretty excited to hear they were finally settling Liberland. It's been a long time coming, like most of a decade, if I recall correctly. I feel like they've been around since uh, around 2013 and have been trying to access the property, getting arrested by the Croatian government or in the earliest days. And then the Croatian government kind of seemed to back off. And then they started throwing yearly festivals there, the Floating Man Festival. And then in August, early August, they announced that they were beginning settling Liberland. And I just thought, wow, it's actually happening. I was wondering if I would ever see this day, and now it's happening. I don't know how it's going to go. Um, You know, is the Croatian government going to step in and take control of the property? Uh, What's going to transpire here? But, you know, they deserve a lot of credit for, uh, for making something happen here. And according to an update Posted to LiberlandPress.com. Uh, this is an update from the end of August. So they, in the beginning of August, announced that settlement was pro, uh, was was going forward, and then uh, a few weeks in, there was this update posted from Michael Tuknik. He says developments in Liberland, and by the way, there's a photograph of people actually building a, a wooden home. So like something's going up. Oh, good. Uh, They're occurring at an unprecedented pace. The marina is ready for construction. The first house has been built, and we are experiencing a daily influx of enthusiastic settlers. Wow. To meet the demands of this emerging community, the provisional government is instituting a robust legislative framework for governance. And that automatically kind of rubs me the wrong way because... Like, yeah, it, it, it rubs me the wrong way, too, because when people set out forms that say we have to be governed this way, then is that really liberty? And I would say no, because you're, you're no longer you didn't consent to someone governing you. Well, the, I guess the argument is, yeah, you did consent because you went to Liberland knowing that there's, you know, this government that's going to control this thing. So but like, it's like, how long did these people put there. effort and um you know, care into to Liberland. There's all these Liberland fans, mm-hmm. and then to for them to suddenly be like, "Oh, well, yeah." By the way, government time. There's going to be government there. Yeah, I, I think that anyone who put effort into Liberland should have seen that there was going to be a government because there's a guy walking around calling himself the president. Uh, they mm-hmm. they obviously see one of the problems with with the system as we know it, the world as we know it, humans as we know them, is that. 
people believe in the nation state concept, whether we agree with it or not. And I think I can speak for all three of us here that we're not big fans of the the concept of a nation state. I'm definitely not. So we're not, but most people believe in nations. They believe that uh, their nation's the best nation, wherever it is they happen to be. Yeah, wherever their mom happened to give birth to them is the best (laughs) place in the world. And, uh, And that this is a very common attitude among people. So in order for Liberland to become a nation... They have to act like one. And that means they have to have a governmental structure and they have to, you know, uh, talk to these other thugs in these other quote unquote nations, which again, nation is just an idea. It's not a real thing. It's just a thing that it's like a common um, viewpoint that people have, but it's a, it's a belief in something that is just, that is, it's not real. You cannot right. point to a nation. Yeah. Okay? You, it's can't just an point, idea. you can't point to the United States of America and call it a nation. I yeah. asked um the what is she called? Ticket master lady, the lady who gives tickets to cars. Mm. Um, parking enforcer. Parking enforcer at my trial. Actually, what is the city of Keene? And then the um, prosecution guy was just like, objection. It's just like, <laughs> why am I being prosecuted for breaking something called the city of Keene's laws? And I'm not even allowed to ask the witness what, what this thing yeah. is. Yeah, what is the city of Keene? Who is the city of Keene? Can the city of Keene come on the stand? Right. It's a group of people is what it is. Yeah. Actually, the city of Keene is a group of strangers who have come together to dominate other strangers and force them into their particular belief system and their structure of things that they think you have to do in order to live in a given arbitrary geographic area. So, unfortunately, Liberland, the people who are, quote-unquote, running the so-called government of Liberland, maybe they're libertarians, but they have to pretend to believe in the government. Maybe they're small government libertarians. Maybe they really do believe in having a a government, a minimal uh, government or whatever, but they have to talk to these thugs in Croatia. They have to talk to, you know, other governments. There was an article that I was reading that they reached out to the uh, the president of uh, El Salvador at one point to talk about Bitcoin and uh, the El Salvadoran president you know wrote something nice about them I guess hmm. so they're they're constantly trying to be legitimate in the minds of the rest of the world in order to get these other nation state people to acknowledge their existence and say you know if they can get the president of El Salvador to say Liberland is a real nation. And then they can get like five other uh, people, you know, president types of different countries to acknowledge Liberland as a real place. It's just so weird. I've always heard of this concept, like when something wants to be independent, like mm-hmm. when I think it was Serbia it used to be something else and then it turned into Serbia. Well, like there was other countries like Russia accepted Serbia's nation. Like, why? Do, I don't know. It's just weird. Like, why do people wait and hang on the words of other bureaucrats in other countries be like well i accept that you really exist i don't know it's It's a way for people to feel like they're belonging to something to something bigger than themselves well they just want to get as i understand it they want to be recognized as a nation so they can assert that sort of idea of state sovereignty right now we understand as libertarians that only individuals have sovereignty a uh, sovereign is a king right so you as a sovereign have the right to rule yourself 
and that's it. But the idea of state sovereignty is that you have this nation state and it can do certain things. It can issue passports. So, for instance, if there is going to be a libertarian or a Liberland passport to help the people of Liberland travel the world, then they need to have the other nation states acknowledge it. They need to have some mm. level of quote unquote legitimacy. It sucks, but that's because the world is steeped in statism the world is oh yeah it's very steeped in statism it's 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 definitely the pervading religion of the earth we live on it's so we have ideology that that it's all about control it's all about pretending that you got to be part of their system you got to be controlled by part of their system it's just a ridiculous idea that the statists have adopted over the centuries and centuries of, of indoctrination. They have to believe in this idea of a yeah. king or whatever. And it's not going to go away because of the centuries of indoctrination. It's not going to go away anytime soon. Now, maybe we can envision a world where some chunk of the population has gotten beyond belief in statism, but we're nowhere near there yet. And that's why libertarians... Well, Mark would have you believe that Honduras is already there. It's a ridiculous claim. But. He was like, no one in Honduras actually believes that there's such thing as um, one man having authority over the other. They just it's deal ridiculous. with it. They it's still ridiculous. Go and, they still go and vote. They still participate in all that. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, that's why they're doing these things. Even though they might describe themselves as libertarians or voluntarists or whatever, they still feel like they have to play in the old world. And that's why they're creating this. But do they have to do... What they describe here as a provisional government instituting a robust legislative framework for governance. That, to me, sounds like they're that. going above and beyond. Robust, yeah. Right, robust. Not, not just like... Not minimal. Not like, yeah, minimal. Like, just right. like, oh, bare bones, the basics, yeah, don't yeah. kill people, or Lib- we'll kick you out, or, you know, Does whatever. the article get into the specifics it of does. what... Okay. So, here's more. Liberland is a sovereign state, they say. Its settlement belongs to no other country and is governed solely by the laws of Liberland. Therefore, Liberland hereby asserts its full sovereign authority in matters such as river and road traffic within Liberland and on the adjacent Danube River, as well as other waterways within its territory, construction laws, building safety and standards, enforcement of various misdemeanors through the community watch, Liberland's primary police force, and urban planning and the protection of natural heritage and the environment. Liberland has much to develop, both on-site and legislatively. However, this process is becoming faster and more professional with each passing day. There are specific areas where Liberland seeks to emulate its regional partners. One such area is construction law, where Liberland will adopt Croatian standards for building safety and hygiene, but without adopting its administrative processes or submitting to the jurisdiction of its institutions in those matters. Such submission while compromising our sovereignty would also be impossible. They are strictly territorial in their activities, and Liberland lies in neither of Croatia's cadastral areas. No idea what a cadastral area is. I don't either. The most significant matter of international import is, however, the question of criminal law. and That's where it gets really ugly. So I want to get to that here in a moment. But they're adopting the construction standards from Croatia for building safety and hygiene. And, okay, whatever. I guess that's not that big of a deal if they're not a, uh, you know, having its administrative processes, which would mean you have to get a permit. Uh, yeah. Or yeah. it would mean that you... Going to jail if you don't do something wrong. Or if you don't well, build something right. That's not clear. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they will, if they're adopting the standards, how they will enforce those standards. Or yeah. if they will be enforced or they're just suggestions that's not clear here 
Uh, but uh, we get to the ugly part now. So this is the part that really kind of turned me off. Yes, Bonnie? Uh, want me to take a call? Yeah, you're running the show. It's up to you. Yeah, we have a call. We have a good caller. Tim from Florida, so I don't want to just have him wait this whole segment. And uh, yeah, we can hold the worst part for the end of the segment. Sure. We have Tim from Florida. Tim, you're on the air. What's on your mind? Well, no way. Let's talk about Lieberland. Um, I suspect that any government that comes into existence voluntarily will never be recognized by the international community. Uh, so the Croatian government, will they step in? Is that the question? I, I feel like it's not if, but when. Yeah, they have before. So mm-hmm. it's not beyond the um, realm of possibilities for them to just be like, yeah, we don't like what you guys are doing there, so we got to intervene again in the future. Yeah, I just, and, and even not just someone in the so-called international community, which I guess is, you know, basically the leadership in the United Nations, but any traditional nation state, uh, whether they would be considered part of the international community or not, um, I just, uh, I mean, I, I, I wish them the best. It's awesome that people are moving there, but... Would uh, you move there? Can t- no, because they'll take property in a heartbeat. Do you mean the Croatians? I would be afraid that they would take property in a heartbeat. But then again, I guess, you know, that can happen anywhere. What I want to know is, and maybe Tim might know, is what are the gun laws going to be like in Liberland? Do we have the right to protect our own property? I would assume so. I'm, I'm To be honest, I've only read about the Liberland project like maybe 12 years ago. Yeah. <clears throat> is that all they had, Tim? Well, I just want to say, uh, Ian, great haircut. Um, I've, I've been way behind on all of my, my radio shows. And, uh, so one of the things I, I fell behind on, um, my, my, I actually had to put my pit bull to sleep oh, sorry. on no, July, no. July 21st. So that's like, like, was he just really old? July, you, you haven't been hearing from me much. Uh, she had really bad anemia. She, she was old, but she, mm-hmm. she had really bad anemia. And, uh, there, there were some complications, but basically she, her marrow, she, she wasn't producing any marrow. Oh, she had no, no marrow, no. wasn't producing any blood cells. And, uh, I, 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 I got them to give her a blood transfusion and I got myself in a whole lot of debt. And then two days later I put her to sleep. Well, I'm really sorry, sorry about that. I'm sorry about your loss, but, brother. But no, it's okay. But, uh, anyway, that's why I haven't been, been calling, um, uh, you know, cause my mind's been somewhere else, but I actually, I don't even know. I, I, you didn't have your sentencing date yet, and um, we kind of had a half sentencing date. But there was a sentencing date. It's just that we went there, and then the judge decided on some things. He told Ian's lawyers that he rejected their motions for a new trial and mm-hmm. their motion for reconsideration of a different motion. And then he said, sorry, we didn't have something figured out yet, so we're going to reschedule this for October 2nd. The thing they need to figure out is whether or not um, I'm going to be ordered to pay restitution to people that I did know uh, I did no harm. So the prosecution is saying that I need to pay $10 million or $11 million in restitution to the victims of online scam artists, even though I was not the scammer. Uh, but the, the government seems to want to paint you as the scammer and tie you into being organizing these supposed romance scams. Yeah. yeah. At the same time as they said during the trial that I was not the, the scammer, they said that during trial. Yep. Uh, They're now apparently telling the scam victims that I was indeed uh, the mastermind. The he was the conspirator to organize the crime. Yeah. yeah. So it's pretty uh, it's pretty frustrating to have to sit there and, and listen to that. But yeah, that's what they're doing.
Uh, so well, I just, I just also wanted to mention, I've, I've mentioned this a couple of other times on the show, that uh, I've, I sent, you know, at some point up to a third of my income uh, for about three years to a Romanian. And uh, even though I don't consider that she technically scammed me, mm-hmm. I, I was very naive and I shouldn't have done it, and she was mm-hmm. definitely taking advantage of me. Uh, but, you know, Western Union and MoneyGram, you know, it, like what they're doing to you, Ian, it's like if they went after Western Union and MoneyGram, of course they won't because they, they would hire Well, so they got the permission slips from the government to do those things, to send lots of money. Ian didn't. That's the only difference. Did they ever ask you anything about, like, you know, do you know this person you're sending to, that kind of thing? Not in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only time it came up and they actually denied me the transaction was money. the first time I did MoneyGram online. Mm-hmm. And I guess I answered the questions incorrectly when they did a, uh, a check. But in person, I guess there's really no requirement for them. You know, they, they just have a sign there. But, and the thing is, like, I, I, I was just being dumb. You know, I knew what I was doing. So, so to try to, you know, for someone to try to paint Western Union or MoneyGram as facilitating some kind of scam uh, knowingly. That's the thing, ridiculous. like, I don't think any of us really believe that, like, the clerk at Target selling somebody a gift card who's being scammed should be in trouble, but it's just the fact that they're going after Ian for doing the same thing, selling Bitcoin. a product to somebody who told them emphatically they want to buy his product. And yeah. then they th- yeah. turned out to be being scammed by someone else And they claim I'm knowledge. willfully ignorant or willfully blind to these people being uh, scammed, which is ridiculous because I did more than the banks do. I did more than Western Union mm-hmm. does to try to detect these things. So I, I do want to make a comment. It was just interesting to me that Mark sat on the show, was it last Wednesday after the trial? Yeah. And made the comment that as Ian's business partner, he's he argues, argues with Ian a lot on the air. And I've heard those arguments. So... He pointed out that as Ian's business partner for 20 years, he's known Ian to be very diligent at making sure or trying to make sure that people aren't being scammed. Mm-hmm. Right. And he has firsthand, you know, knowledge, um, witness, witnessing Ian talking to people on the phone and everything. Yeah. Well, thank you, Tim, uh, one, for the for the comments. One last, okay, one last thought is that uh, I think the difference here is that it's Bitcoin. And mm-hmm. so I think they're trying to make examples out of people like you they are absolutely great great. oh sorry thank you for the uh call tim yeah i I would agree that bitcoin is one huge part of it is that bitcoin is something they want to stop because bitcoin basically Mm -hmm. can give people freedom over their own lives and freedom to choose maybe i don't want to use the blood money called the u.s dollar that relies on war and innocent people dying to have value maybe i just want to use bitcoin instead they don't want people to wake up to that all right, should we go back to Liberland? Back to Liberland. All right, so here's What's wrong what they're doing. I mean, in addition to a- adopting the Croatian building safety standards and hygiene standards, which, I mean, they're out in the middle of the swamp. I don't know how hygienic. Uh, it's essentially which camping Which just means, like, point. you're not supposed to pour your, you know, waste into the river. you got to mm, have something yeah, for your waste for Whatever your that's going to be. Uh, the challenge, they say, lies here. Oh, okay, so uh, the stated purpose of Liberland's government is to protect life, liberty, and property. Criminal activity poses the greatest threat to these values. Therefore, it is incumbent upon Liberland to establish a criminal law system. 
The challenge lies in the constant competition between crime and law enforcement. This is a race that began thousands of years ago, and the current players are sophisticated. Simply put, a high level of sophistication is required for any crime-fighting activity, a level that may not be readily provided by a settlement of enthusiastic citizens. In summary, starting simple is not an option. The minimum acceptable level is quite high. To address this, the provisional government has issued new criminal law guidelines. The essence of this law is as follows. Crime is an international phenomenon and must therefore be combated internationally. That alone... That's so weird. Sounds yeah, really creepy. That, that creepy. does sound a little creepy because it's like, the globe is full of crime. We gotta combat it internationally. Also, it's just like, if I punch Riley in the face... Sorry, Riley, it's just an example. If I punch <laughs> Riley in the face, that's a crime... Why it's is it international? international? Yeah, yeah. No, what ridiculous. does it have to do with people in China? I'm almost wondering if they're trying to make themselves look good on the public stage by making sure that they appear to not be a place to harbor Criminals. Uh, sex traffickers or, yeah. or people like that's, that. I think that's what they're trying yep. to do. But in in doing that, they are wiping away any semblance of uniqueness and liberty friendliness that this place would have had. But I haven't even gotten to the worst part. So this is just them explaining what's coming next, okay? Oh, it's an international phenomenon. It must be combated internationally. The provisional government will reach out to international partners, most notably Croatia, to establish a treaty or system of treaties for effective international solutions to criminal activity. As an interim measure, Liberland will adopt the entire body of Croatian criminal legislation as its own criminal law. It will, wow. if I mean, you could stop there and be done with this, this project, but the next sentence, it will also allow Croatian criminal police and justice systems to operate within Liberland's territory. Right. That's, that's just ridiculous. That is ridiculous. It's like... Oh, we're just we're giving up our sovereignty as a nation or whatever. Oh no, but just it's just interim. Croatia. No, 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 guys, it's an interim measure. Yeah, so sure. So they're going to tell is. Croatia you to know, go take a know, hike. Ian, oh. there's nothing more permanent than the government program. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And that's such a good point. Like, it, even though it's supposed to be interim, like, do you think Croatia is going to be okay with like suddenly losing a little bit of power, especially if a bunch of people move there? Yeah, I mean, this sounds to me like they are they are immediately ceding control. Right. To Croatia. It's just a bad part of Croatia to go live in. It's a swamp in Croatia right. instead of going and ligging, living <laughs> in city. like a city there. Yeah. Uh, he's, they say here, it's a temporary solution, but we believe it's the best approach to secure the life, liberty, property, and happiness of our citizens and settlers. How hard is it to just write down... You Thou shall not kill. You will be, yeah, you will be <laughs> yeah. asked to leave if you do these things. And if you actually kill someone, we're going to hand you over maybe to Croatia or something like that. Like something they can't handle Or we'll at just the deal most. with you here. Or you just get Are kicked gonna, out for like stealing. Right. Because like you, you've got a small group of settlers. I don't know how many dozens of people it is at this point, if even two dozen, right? It's a small group. I saw a picture. It looked like maybe 12 people. Maybe not everybody's in the picture, though. So let's, let's just say it's two dozen people. Uh, at this point, somebody does something naughty. They uh, they set something on fire or they punch somebody or whatever. You have to deal with that right then and there. You're not going to be able to get on uh, a cell phone, call the mainland of Croatia and have the Croatian police come out and break up a fight. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like that's not going to happen. Number one. Uh, but if it does, then the Croatians are going to say, well, you're going to try to use our services without paying for them. 
Because, you know, our, our taxpayers are paying for these police. Now you want the police to come respond hmm. to your island? No, 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 no. You're going to have to pay Croatian taxes, too, if you want Croatian police protection. I don't know how much so better you know it would be if they made their own Liberland pork rangers. That's a reference to the Porcupine Freedom Festival. They have their own um, people well, that go around. They do have a police force. They mentioned it earlier. It's called Community Watch. It is Liberland's primary uh, yeah. police force. Hmm. But just the fact that they're seeding the i mean they're taking on the entire criminal legislation of croatia so everything that's illegal in croatia is now illegal in liberland and they're saying the croatian police and justice systems will have it sounds like tim was absolutely right uh to be afraid that croatia could just come and take whatever they wanted apparently they already have it's free talk live 603-283-6160 it's free talk live Eleutheromania, the insatiable desire for freedom. It's the new three-song heavy metal EP from Captain Kickass. Available now on your favorite music app or get it directly from CaptainKickass.com. talking about it doesn't matter it's up to you because it's free talk live that number is 603-283-6160 and in the studio with you tonight it's me bonnie riley and it's ian and in the last segment before the break we were talking Mm. about liberland this um place that used to be no man's land in europe in between serbia and croatia that is now being settled for the first time after being created like over a decade ago i think it's probably about a decade. I don't really know. Um, but it's been a while, and now they're finally getting settled. But, surprise, now they're just small Croatia because they adopted Croatia's entire law books. Pretty much, and it seems like they just want to help, or, or they want Croatia's... Croatia to feel... Yeah, what I'm trying to say is they want to feel legitimate, so they're adopting Croatia's rules, so Croatia will be like, yeah, we'll just leave you alone. I think that's a very good um, way to look at it. That's what it seems like to me. They just uh, they don't want people to think, oh, that's a place where people are going to go and, like you said, harbor uh, sexual vic- crime victims or so- something like that. Um, they don't want, like, oh, that's just going to be a drug ward paradise, you know? Right. So they just, instead of writing down... You know, don't do things that harm other people or will kick you out. They adopted all of Croatia's laws, which their I don't really... criminal laws and their building code. I don't know much about Croatia at all, but I've never heard it referenced as some kind of a it libertarian hotspot. It is not considered spot. to be a free country, for right. sure. I'll go pull that uh, number Yeah, w- what ranking is it with, like, Cato or something? Mm, I'll or find it, out for you. Is it Cato that does that um, for all the countries? There's a few rankings out there. Uh, there's economic freedom rankings and there's, like, personal freedom rankings and I'm going to guess Croatia is not in the top 50% on both of them, but I'll find out for you. I mean, Perfect. most of Europe is not that great for liberty, um, but neither is the United States. And the reason we're talking about that is because in Alabama, 
not one of the uh, freest places for just, um, you know, personal freedoms. It's not at all. It's a police state. In Alabama, a man, a band director for the high school where he lived around Birmingham, was tased by police for not stopping his students' performance. See, to me, as, we, as before we get into the story, this this whole the first sentence you read just sounds ridiculous. Like, it, it why does. why are the police not why are the police wanting to tase a guy for not stopping the performance? Why are they involved in this like high school band performance at all? Right, it's very weird. Oh, this says it is in Birmingham. I thought it was like outside of. So, what began as a routine? Oh, this is from NPR. And what began as a routine band performance of Talking Out the Side of Your Neck by Cameo. I guess that's the name of a song. Mm-hmm. I know that that means um, like talking crap to someone. Mm. But it's like a really weird way to say it. Like, why are you talking out the side of your neck to me? That is weird. <laughs> I, I don't know why it means that. I've just heard it used. So, and Cameo is apparently an artist. So, yeah. A high school was performing Talking Out the Side of Your Neck by Cameo at an Alabama high school football game. And it ended in a troubling confrontation when a police officer tased the marching band director for refusing to stop the music. Oh, okay, I got to interrupt you here. Croatia is, uh, according to the Cato.org Human Freedom Index of 2022, it actually is in the top 40. It's number 40. Uh, so it's a higher freedom ranking than Ser- nearby Serbia. Hmm. And it is higher than uh, Bulgaria, France, Georgia, Seychelles, uh, many others. Singapore, Barbados. So... I guess it's a little better than we thought. I mean, there's like 200 countries. It's not like they're 40 out of a million. Yeah, where's the U.S. on here? U.S. at number 23 on this list. By wow, the land of the free. Yeah, yeah, not <laughs> not number one. Switzerland, apparently number one, according to this, uh, with the most personal and economic freedom averaging out to... I did forget about them when I was saying Europe isn't that great. A score of 8.94 out of 10. By comparison, Croatia scored a 7.86. I wonder how socialist uh, Switzerland is, because I, I hear about it being not that bad uh, for for liberties, mm. but are they, like, taking a bunch of your money out of your account? By the way, these are pre-COVID numbers, it appears, uh, so... I think they, got a, they probably would still be at number one, because they didn't do as bad as most mm. other countries, and especially not ones in Europe. Top five are uh, Switzerland, New Zealand, Estonia, Denmark, and Ireland. Wow, Estonia. Uh, so anyway, there you go. That was to wrap up our conversation about Liberland, Croatia. Not as bad as we previously had presumed. Maybe they had to choose between Serbia and Croatia, and they chose Croatia because it's a little better. I still don't think Sounds it's a good like idea. It, yeah. yeah. Serbia is down at number 69 on the list wow. with a score of 7.16 out of 10. All right. Anyway, back to your Alabama, was it? Yes. Yep. Um, this is a high school in Birmingham, Alabama. So... This man got tased for not st- refusing to stop the music, and he's the director of the band okay. at um, for the football game. The altercation occurred Thursday around 9 p.m. local time after a game at Jackson Olin High School in Birmingham, Alabama. Sorry. Yeah, after the game. Minor High School band, Minor's the name, so Minor High School's the name of the high school. Hmm. Band director, Johnny Mims, who's 39, and his ensemble of 145 students were about a minute away from being done with their final song, the classic Talking Out the Side of Your, your Neck by Cameo. <laughs> the classic. Yeah. Does it actually say that? Or <laughs> no, was I just said that, that yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so they're about a minute away from being done with the last song. So mm-hmm. it's not like they had just started and the 
police were like, we have a good reason. Stop the music. And the, he was like, no, we're going to go for the next two hours. It was a minute away from being over. So that's just kind of important to know, mm-hmm. I think. So his ensemble of 145 students were about a minute away from being done with their final song when a police officer approached the podium. According to both Mims and the Birmingham Police Department, officers asked Mims to stop the performance so they could clear out the stadium. Why? I don't know. <laughs> Mims responded that the song was about to end and the performance was agreed on by both schools, like both fighting uh, football teams. Mm-hmm. Nothing we were doing at the time was being a danger to the community, fans, or the school, Mims told NPR on Monday. Everyone was enjoying themselves. That's the part I'm having a hard time grappling with. As the students finished their performance, officers attempted to arrest Mims for not complying. Police said the band director refused to place his hands behind his back and allegedly pushed an officer, an arresting officer. Mm. It's alleged. And I mean, imagine how shocked you'd be if you're like starting to get arrested for not being like, all right, class, stop playing your trumpets and flutes. Yeah, that would be a really shocking experience to have some dude with a badge, a shiny badge, and a costume come up behind you and start trying to arrest you. He definitely didn't do anything morally wrong, in my opinion. Yeah. But Mims said he was simply caught off guard, adding that it was difficult to see who was grabbing him because the stadium's lights went out. Mm. Moments later, an officer pulled out a stun gun and tased Mims. Wow. Birmingham police said it happened once, but Mims insists he was tased up to three times. And I wouldn't put it past the police officers to lie. They do, they do have um, body-worn camera footage. Um, I didn't actually watch it or anything before the show, so I'm just going to click it and see if, how much it shows, like how dark it is. Oh, no, this is um, the video. Okay, yeah, so it doesn't... Um, at this part that I'm looking at, it's not dark or anything yet. So, okay, yeah, when the lights go out, it's, it's pretty dark. The major stadium lights go out, and you see, like, a bunch of lights from, like, the houses around there, but it's not really lighting up the area. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, that might be an interesting video if somebody wants to watch it. I don't think it's going to be interesting enough to play on the air, though. So, Mims was sent to the hospital, which police said was a stand- was standard protocol after this type of incident, after they tase people. When Mims was discharged, he was taken to jail on charges of disorderly conduct, harassment, and resisting arrest. Mm -hmm. Harassment? Who did he harass? Right. Maybe he said something they were offended by. Wow. (laughs) Well, they were harassing him. Right. Mims returned home Friday on bail. Wandalin Given, a lawyer for Mims, called the incident an alarming abuse of power and called for the officers involved in the incident to be put on administrative leave until further investigation. She added that Mims plans to take legal action against the police department. Good. I would too. This case highlights the urgent need for police reform, training, and the protection of every citizen's rights, Given said. The Burm- I- I still can't figure out why they were there trying to shut this thing right. down. Right. I'm, I'm wondering if this is going to give more information. I'm looking at it. another story right now just to see if I can... And they don't mention it. It's just It just says that uh, that the officers were trying to shut this thing down for some reason. And That's it why I think reason. it's such a strange story because they're not telling us why they had to clear the stadium. Right. Yeah. And this next uh, paragraph says that the Birmingham Police Department did not respond to a request for comment. Oh, immediately respond. But on Friday, the police department sent a statement to its... Or that its internals affair 
Ferris just vision investigates all incidents where an officer uses force during arrest. Okay, yeah, but that's not answering. And then they find that the officer's was fine. Yeah, the officer did nothing wrong. He was being mm-hmm. harassed by Mims, the guy who wanted to let his students uh, finish the last minute of their performance of talking out the side of your neck. <laughs> Days later, the altercation continues to draw anger from across the country, with some questioning the use of force and others reeling from what they saw firsthand Thursday night or on videos circulated across social media. You know, I don't want to be part of um, causing anger to go across the country. I When I saw that, it just immediately gave me, like, this is emotional programming from the media. Like, you shouldn't just, like, spend your time being angry. You right. Know, because you can stuff just like- spend your time doing good things in your life, staying away from, you know, horrible media stories or whatever, just so you can have your own mental space. I think it's important to know what's going on and to not be angry. Because there was a time in my life when I first found out how bad cops were after they arrested me on some crap that I was just watching video after video. I was like, oh, my God. How come people don't know about this? Like, cops often kill people for no reason. Or they just, like, arrest people for no reason. And, like, there's all these videos. I got to share them all the time. And I was getting so angry. Like, I went, once I realized that in me, I had to take mm-hmm. a step back. Like, I didn't stop because there were literally so many people in my government town, uh, a.k.a. military base I lived on, telling me, like, you should probably stop posting that. Like, you're, you know, there's a lot of good cops out there. <laughs> and it's, like, offending me to have to see it all the time. Well, then don't look at it. They definitely need to look at it. But you also don't need to get angry. I don't know. When right. I when I read that sentence, it was just immediately, like, to me it sounds like we're trying to issue out a um, statement to get people angry, you know? That's entirely possible because, you know, this is what media does is it's a propaganda arm for the state and programming oh absolutely it is programming it's programming to elicit emotion i'm looking here by the way at another story from cnn it says the incident happened following a win by minor high school at jackson olin high school in birmingham birmingham police officers started clearing out the stadium when the game ended and noticed that quote both schools bands were still performing Officers spoke with both band directors and asked them to stop playing music, quote, so students and attendees would leave the stadium, unquote. What's the rush? Yeah, like, yeah, you can't wait one rush? more minute? You can't wait one more minute? What's the rush? Here? I mean, I could, underst- I could understand if the officers said... Look, we just got a bomb threat. We yeah. need you to cl- we need you to stop playing music. Announce for people to quietly leave, you know, orderly leave the stadium. But that's not what was going on here. It just seems like the police apparently normally go and shut down these football games. Is that a thing? Like, I haven't been to a high school football game since I was in high school. Yeah, me neither. And I didn't have a high school that had a football team, so I only happened to go to like one high school football game <clears throat> just because, for whatever reason. I think my friend. I think. Oh, I know what it was. My friend was like the videographer, videographer or whatever. So he had me come along. And I don't recall anything like crazy happening where the police showed up at the end and rushed everybody out. I mean, like give people time to put their drink down or or finish their hot dog or whatever and then leave on their own volition. And if they're not gone after, I don't know, a half hour to an hour, maybe then you could send the security crew through. But like the band's still playing. It's still a show. What's the big deal? Yeah, it's just silly. I, I don't know. Like it would think you would think that if people were still hanging out there for the like that, you know, to listen to that band, there'd be less people crowding around the parking lot. You know, it'd be less of a if you're like everyone get yeah, out at the same the time. That seems more dangerous than yeah, that's true. I mean, th- th- 
I'm the same way. It's like it, you, if you're at a game, like whether it's a high school football or you know, a baseball game or whatever, you either leave early or you wait around so you're not in this crazy right. traffic jam trying to get out of the stadium. It's like if you leave before the end of the ninth inning, you could probably get out pretty easily at a, at a baseball game. But otherwise, you're just slammed with everybody else trying to leave at the same time. So again, what's the rush? Yeah, I definitely feel really uh, like sad for this guy because it's just ridiculous what happened to him. It sounds so traumatic. Uh, he says, Mim- it says Mims is still recovering physically from the arrest. He said he continues to be haunted by the incident, mm. specifically seeing his students scream and cry as he was tased. Right. Wow, that's really yeah, sad. Let's, tra- let's traumatize these high schoolers and remind them of why they should never trust the police. Yeah, exactly. And, and the police the police are just doing their jobs, but you know, their job is a terrible one because it's traumatizing people. Their job isn't as uh, nice as teaching 145 students how to play music. Right. Um, it says Mims has been a band director for minor high school since 2018. He credits his passion for music to his teachers who introduced him to the violin, cello, and saxophone. And that's why he pursued music education and became a teacher. Quote, I'm a Christian guy and I'm called to forgive, but this situation makes me more apprehensive about the police. Unquote. Mm. And that's nice. Yep. He's saying that he forgives, but... You can't just, you can forgive, but you can't just um, stop having PTSD. Yeah, you can't forget the lessons or the experience that you had. Yep. He says, you may not know what their intentions might be, even when you're doing something positive. Well, they don't understand you doing something positive because that's not in their wheelhouse. Nope. They just serve the state. Mims added that he is on administrative leave with pay as part of protocol while the school district investigates what happened. Wow. Huh. Walter Gonsolin, superintendent of Jefferson County Schools, said in in a statement, I am in the process of gathering all the facts and feel it would be inappropriate to comment further until that process is complete. I urge everyone not to jump to conclusions. Tasers are among the most common use of force in police departments, according to the FBI. But there is very little data on the federal or local level of how often they are deployed or turned fatal. A Reuters analysis from 2020 documented more than 1,000 cases of deaths related to police use of tasers, Hmm. largely between 2000 and 2018, and found that black Americans were disproportionately impacted, which Mims is a black guy. I just think it's crazy to just tase someone for not listening to you. And uh, that shows that that person obviously is not in control of their emotions and shouldn't be working out in a professional field where you're supposed to deal with people and it just goes to show too that you know people people trust the the, yeah people trust the cops people supposedly trust these people with badges well if they do they've never had any interactions no they've never had any interactions and maybe the only interactions they have are are quote or positive reactions but you know, those of us who have seen what police do, who see, who have interacted with police, especially here in New Hampshire, trying to film corp in, inside a courthouse, we know that these police aren't going to be on your side. They don't really want to be in favor of what you're doing when it comes to filming government bureaucrats at work. Yep. It, they just know that it's us against them. That's how they feel. They feel it's Us, the cops, against them, the subjects, which is what they call you, by the way. 
Uh, so it does appear from the footage I'm seeing over at the Law and Crime Network page on YouTube or on their channel. Uh, this does appear to be, by the way, for the record, since you mentioned he's black, this is a black-on-black event. The police officers in this particular case were black men as well. So I think this is actually a really interesting case because most of the time when we hear things in the media about somebody being violated by the police, it's white cops against a black guy, but it's not always. It, yeah, not it, in that uh, Memphis one where that, those six guys killed that one guy. That's another good example. That one was incredibly brutal. This Disgusting. guy luckily survived yeah. uh, this attack. But, but the thing is, like, how they don't go, hey, wait, uh, uh, Mr. Mims, do you have a, a heart pacer or whatever they're called mm-hmm. uh, or anything like that? Like, it could have killed him. You, The idea yeah, that, like, shocking somebody with a taser isn't always, like, you got to be sure that you don't want to, like, kill this person. Like, I don't think they care. Yeah, um, I I think, I don't know, there may have been a white cop there, but definitely it looks like these were black cops. So I think the important takeaway here is it's not about white versus black, it's about people who have power, who are wielding power over other human beings, no matter what their color is. Certainly it seems like black people um, are targeted more often, disproportionately perhaps, uh, as compared to others, but clearly... A black man with power is going to do the same thing that a white man with power is, which is to say, abuse somebody. And that's because- Absolutely, yeah. And that brings up the idea of the Jones Plantation by Larkin Rose, where people with power are going to abuse you no matter, no matter how you vote with that power or vote for that power to be used. No matter what um, you know, demographics you're a part of, that they're part of, if you think, oh, if I just vote in more white people, then they're most like, more likely to be um, compassionate towards me. Well, no... Absolute power corrupts absolutely, and power is the the thing that is unequal between us and the cops. Like, they have the ability to kill you and probably not get in trouble, mm-hmm. um, and you don't have the ability to even push their hands away without them tasing you three times in front of your students while they're screaming. Obviously, it must have been... It's not like he was just like, ow. You know, like, he must have looked like he was really getting hurt for his uh, students, like... High schoolers, not like elementary school kids, to be screaming and crying. Yep, it's pretty awful. So, well, I guess that's that story. Yeah, I, I think it is important. I only mentioned he was black because the ending statement talked about that black Americans were disproportionately impacted. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think it's important to always point out, um, you know, that the police, uh, the system is the problem. The way that things are set up to give people... Authority over other people, which is not right ever, is the problem. Well, there is no such thing as authority. It is just like we were talking about before, where there's no such thing as the nation state. It's just an imagination. It's an idea uh, that people are using to justify violence over others. The same thing is true of the idea of authority. And uh, you mentioned Riley Larkin Rose. I'm not familiar with the Jones Plantation. So the Jones Plantation originally started as a YouTube video where Mr. Smith or a a plantation owner had... had slaves and they wanted to figure out how to get the slaves to work better so you know they they voted on which slave master would govern them and over time Mm. it just became an example of what government does i would definitely recommend finding that video he's also done a bigger larger version of that video that people should check out too so the idea being that 
slavery has expanded uh, to larger than just a slave master on a plantation with obvious, you know, taskmasters right. holding it's, whips. It's turned into a government. Mm-hmm. It's turned into a gang of thugs calling themselves government. You well, can have- slavery was not made illegal. It was made illegal in mm-hmm. the United States uh, for prisoners. Yeah. 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. The Shire Free Church offers a sanctuary to those seeking an escape from state churches. The Shire Free Church is an interfaith, diverse group of people that may not share identical theological beliefs. As a member in or minister of the Shire Free Church, you are a sovereign individual and may be the faith of your choice. We don't claim to have all of the answers. We are open to all peaceful people. We want to learn from each other. What unifies the Shire Free Church and its diverse members is peace, love, and liberty. There are many paths to God, one for every individual. The Shire Free Church does not define a specific path beyond these parameters that must be your foundation. Peace as your way. Love as your guide. And liberty as your light. Learn more at church.shiresociety.com. That's church. .shiresociety.com It's Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. 603-283-6160 is the number to call. That's 603-283-6160 to get in on the conversation with us, bring up whatever is on your mind. Uh, that's the point of Free Talk Live. And in the studio with you tonight, it's me, Bonnie. Riley. And it's Ian. And I wanted to tell you about Dash. This hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash, digital cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Rising fees have made Bitcoin useless for purchases, but Dash continues to have fees less than one cent per transaction, and its features ensure Dash is undefeated as the most useful cryptocurrency in the marketplace. From a technical standpoint, Dash transactions are irreversible and its network is protected from 51% attacks by their chain locks technology. There's no need to wait for a confirmation before considering a Dash transaction complete, so it's great for merchants. And, you know, reading that, like, makes so much sense to me. But if you don't get what any of that means, feel free to call in and ask questions. Because I I just realized some people might not even know what a confirmation is. Mm. But it's a good thing. It's a, it makes it a good cryptocurrency. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges, including the decentralized Maya protocol and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Big thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn more about Dash. Dash.org. So I wanted to add to our discussion about the uh, school band director who was tased. Thankfully, he's still alive uh, by some, you know, hothead cops from Birmingham uh, Police Department. 
the video, which is four minutes and 37 seconds over at the Law and Crime Network, it is an edited video, uh, so you don't get to see everything in it. But this particular video does uh, contain a lot of the footage. And it mentions at the very beginning of the uh, the video that the game had ended. There, again, for listeners just tuning in, this was a football game, high school football game, where cops showed up to clear out the stadium. And the band director's still playing. The band's still going strong, and they're wrapping up their last song. And you know, most of the stadium looks otherwise pretty empty. It seems like people have kind of mostly left. But he wants to finish the song, the band wants to finish playing, and the cops don't want to have anything to do with it, so they demand the uh, band director stop his students, which is you know, it's a large band, I mean, there's dozens of people in this band, uh, stop playing in the midst of the song just because the cops are inconvenienced by yeah. this. Essentially, it says Maybe here they, the, needed to, they weren't allowed to leave till everybody left, so they're like, come on, we got to get this. Yeah, I guess. It we got to go home. It yep. says here in the uh, the beginning of this footage that the game had ended 18 minutes prior to the beginning of the police body cam footage. So, and it's like any kind of event like that, it's not like, well, the game ends and everybody... Forms a you know single file yeah. line and gets out immediately. Like there could be people hang people out. Talking. They talk. They uh, they re- you know talk about what they saw in the game. They go visit their friend that they ran into. Whatever. No one. I've never seen anyone in a in a huge rush unless they got another date to get to or something like that to uh, to leave a stadium afterwards. And I I just don't understand uh, the the urgency. That the police had in this particular case to to demand that an entire band of students who's obviously, you know, having a good time doing their thing has to stop right in the middle of a song just because it's inconvenient for them, for the police. 18 minutes. I mean, that's, you know, barely a quarter of an hour has has transpired. You were just commenting to me earlier tonight how, Bonnie, for you, 10 minutes goes by in a flash. Yes, I said, I don't understand how people can be like. Oh, I have 10 minutes to get ready, so I'm just going to continue talking on my Snapchat video or whatever. If I had 10 minutes to get ready and I opened up Snapchat and started a video, 10 minutes would be over. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that's what happens with social media sometimes. And some people think they're good time managers and all of a sudden 10 minutes are gone and like, oh, no. Yeah. And I mean, 18 minutes is is nothing. That's that's not a lot of time at all. I I just there's no justification for this whatsoever, but it's going to be a tough thing for this guy to beat. Because he's got all these cops, There's there were multiple cops on him, uh, grabbing on him and making the usual cop claims of, well, he swung on us! <laughs> well, where's the footage of that? It looks to me like you had three hulking cops holding this guy down. Because we did review, or I reviewed some of the footage during the break there. And, uh, I mean... Maybe this guy wasn't as cooperative as the police would have liked for, for not him doing to have a been. crime. So yeah, I not mean, doing anything that actually harmed anyone else. So yeah. I don't really blame him. Yeah, they're charging him with disorderly uh, so-called conduct, resisting arrest, and, and harassment. Oh, was harassment the other one? Yeah, which is really stupid. They were harassing him. Yep. Well, is that all you have for that? That's it. I just wanted to comment that it was like you know 18 minutes. I mean, that's all they had to get out of the stadium. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that's that's a ridiculous amount of time to try and do. A stadium clearing. I mean, they yeah. should have waited longer. If just the band had 145 kids in it, it must have been big schools. Well, I'm going to go to the phones and to you guys' calls and thoughts. Chuck in Washington, you're on the air. What's on your mind, Chuck? Yeah, I just wanted to mention I'm listening to you guys in KTOX, uh, Needles, California, 1340 AM nice. on, the, on the Internet. And uh, I think a lot of these problems that we see with cops, and I went down a rabbit hole Bonnie was describing uh 
a couple months ago with, you know, these internet videos and YouTube and these videos that are generated by just really bad law enforcement professionals mm -hmm. and bringing a bad name upon their profession and their department. Lackluster does a really good job of uh, making videos on YouTube. The guy, that's his uh, YouTube handle or whatever, Lackluster. Uh, but uh, I think a lot of these things that we see in America today as far as American policing on American streets could be addressed when they hire these bozos. I, if, I was a, uh, if I was a city manager or a mayor or, or whatever or put in charge of the uh, hiring process for, for, for a police officer, I would not go with anybody that wants to be a police officer. Hmm. They would be eliminated. I would go with the people that wanted to be a teacher. They wanted to be a banker. And then they saw a, a, uh, 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 an advertisement for a, for a cop opening position at your local jurisdiction there and then went and decided to do that. I get, I get people, where you're coming from, Chuck, but I think yeah. the problem you're going to run into here, and I believe it was the Stanford prison experiment that showed this, the problem yeah. you're going to run yeah. into here is that Power corrupts. Bonnie, you mentioned this earlier. Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. But you want to keeping the people out who are seeking these positions. I get that. That 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 makes sense uh, because those people are probably more likely to be the power seeking types. Might but, make uh, slow yeah. down the process a little. Power trippers. But the problem. Not Jack Tripper. Power trippers. The problem is the fact that that power exists. It will corrupt even those who were not necessarily seeking it. I mean, like you mentioned, teachers. There are teachers that I've had the displeasure to be taught by in my life that the, the power of being teacher corrupted them and yeah, they became sure. like, uh, you know, Nazis. I've seen a government janitor here in Keene, New Hampshire, act like a little power <laughs> sick freak. We saw a old lady crossing guard yep. smack Derek J in the face for filming her. Yeah. So <sighs> I think that's your problem. And if you look at the Stanford prison experiment, there's been a lot of documentation about it over the years. But for listeners that aren't familiar with it. Um, essentially, there was a uh, college professor who put together this study, and it's been quibbled with over the years, and it's I think it's one of those things that they can't do anymore because it technically was not ethical. Uh, so, like, you know, normally when you have a study, you come up with certain results, and then someone else should be able to duplicate that study to come yep. up with the same results. Yeah. They can't do that with the Stanford Prison Experiment because it wasn't an ethical study to begin with, as I understand it. Um, but essentially what they did was they took uh, college students who were willing to participate in a study. They did not know what kind of study it was going to be. And so if I recall correctly, they drew straws to determine who was going to play the certain roles in the study. And it was a prison study. And the prisoners were the college students and the guards were also the college students. And that's what they drew straws for. So they, would, they didn't attract anyone into the study who was specifically looking to be a prison guard. They just had some college kids, right? And then the, the guard roles were handed out randomly. And what they found was that the guards behaved as prison guards behaved. They were corrupt they were more prone to uh, abusing, people. abusing the prisoners. Yeah. The prisoners acted as prisoners are expected to uh, behave in the study. It's absolutely fascinating for anyone that has never taken the time to actually look into uh, the Stanford Prison Experiment. The guy who created the study, Phil Zimbardo, if I recall correctly, uh, he's written extensively, as I said, about this. It's sort of what he, uh, he made his name off of. 
but he was the warden, if you will, of the facility, the manager of the facility, and he had to stop the uh, the study, I think it was like several days in, after his girlfriend at the time had told him that he has he had gone too deep, uh, that he was getting into the role as well of being the warden in the in the study and had lost any kind of level of um, dis- disconnection from it. Like he was, uh, cor- corrupt isn't the right word, but he had lost his sight of what he was he trying was like, to He was like, well, to I do. remember uh, specifically her saying yeah. like, you need to stop this um, being because of what the students are doing to each other. And he was yeah. like, no, it must go on. Right, yeah, he was just being unsympathetic. The must continue. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, and it really just showed that even people who weren't seeking power could become sick by it, power sick and corrupted by it. And so the problem can be solved in a better way, I think, than what you suggested. And the way that it can be solved is by having competition in the area of protection. And uh, and that we do not have today. We have a one-size-fits-all government system. You just where, have to deal with it. Where, yeah, it's a monopoly on protection. Well, right. And it's a monopoly on violence. And the reality yeah. is they're not going to do a very good job protecting you because they're a monopoly. But they are so all they're about... Un- why, is that, why is that? Is it because they are unaccountable to you? Like, they don't... The they're minimally not res- accountable, yeah. They don't have any um, responsibility to make sure you approve of the job they're doing. No, because you're forced to pay for their job, whether you like it or not. If the police in uh, wherever you are tonight New Hampshire. in Oregon... Uh, if the police in Oregon are abusive to you or abusive to a family member of yours or a, a loved one of yours or friend, then you can't refuse to pay for their services. You have to continue paying for an abusive police department. And the most you can do is you can beg the city council or beg the state legislature to put in some sort of reform years later or whatever that may yep. or may not have any effect on anything at all. Because the one thing the government isn't changing with whatever purported reforms are being suggested, and very few reforms are actually being implemented, despite some being talked about, they're not actually being implemented. But what is being suggested uh, you know, is very weak. And it will not change the fundamental structure of having a one-size-fits-all monopoly violence police force. Whereas, if there were an actual marketplace in policing, if you could actually choose to not give money to the government police and instead maybe hire private security or some other kind of uh, insurance provider or whatever it would look like, we don't know what exactly this would look like because we've never seen it tried before but the idea well, they being... had a social... go ahead i'm sorry they had a social experiment that <laughs> that occurred at the capitol hill occupied protest a couple years ago in in seattle yeah uh and i was there uh the day before that their uh security their chop security uh killed somebody and so it was this power dynamic that you're describing happened but it was uh that seattle police weren't good enough for these people they went to uh uh their security and they ended up killing somebody Hmm. which was kind of uh uh, i don't know i guess it kind of uh feeds into what uh you're describing here as this uh power dynamic and uh people's exercise of power well the difference though yeah. with the you're talking about the capitol hill protest thing the autonomous zone yeah the difference yeah. is whatever it was that happened in the autonomous zone i didn't have to pay for it 
Now, I'm not saying that that's I, I, I'm not saying that the whatever it was that happened with the killing. I don't know all the details of, of it. I don't know, you know, what happened or I've, I've got you no know comment that the on the police didn't send someone in to kill someone to make the no, autonomous zone look bad. Yeah, I have no comment on how that came about, but I know I didn't have to actually pay for it. So there's no blood on my hands. And if you've got a group of people out there, if you've got a corrupt group in a competitive environment, which is not what this was. This was a group of communists or protesters or whatever trying to take over a section of the city and run it on their own. This With like was, people's houses that weren't consenting and stuff. Yeah, this was good. Yeah, this wasn't a uh, an open market competition in, in protection like what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, okay. Yeah, but if you I actually have a, let's say you have a service provider who's providing you with some level of protection, whether that's 24 hour a day, you know, full on bodyguards or it's a cop rolls through your neighborhood once every two hours or whatever. There's different levels of service that you could have theoretically, but you've got a group that is providing you service and you find out that they've roughed up your son or, you know, your son's friends because uh, whatever, for whatever reason, they roughed him up and they were very unprofessional. And then what you could do if it was an actual free market in protection was you could say you're fired. I'm no longer going to we're not we're not going to contract with you. Our house isn't contracting with you. Our friends aren't going to contract with you anymore. Yeah, and even if it's not affecting you, if uh, if they killed someone in your neighborhood, you mm-hmm. could support um by ch- switching services, firing maybe, them. Maybe you yeah. wouldn't have to. Maybe the company would say, "Oh my god, this this guy's out of control. We we're sorry. We're we're sorry we hired him. We're firing him. Let's get rid of him. He has, He's dangerous. We've got an insurance policy that's going to pay out to the people that he abused." Uh, I mean, there are things that could come into play. Market forces would come into play in a way they cannot come into play because when there's a monopoly from the government. You might wonder, oh, well, why don't the police just do that now? Like, if somebody gets killed, why don't the police just scramble to, oh, let me uh, fire this guy because this is not right? Well, because they don't have any incentive That's to right. because it's easier to, to yeah to just not... Uh, have to rehire and they train cover their ass else. now. They they close the ranks. They circle the wagons. Plus, they like, protect they, their own. They, yeah, protect their own, so other people will protect them when they're doing the little things they like to get off on doing. Mm-hmm. So this yeah. is why this is why the experimental libertarianism is such a good thing to try. It, it's it allows us opportunity to figure out what's going to work and what's going to work better what we have now. I understand uh, where. Chuck is coming from, and thank you for the call, Chuck. Um, a lot of times when people f- first start going down the rabbit hole, like you said, of like finding all these videos of, oh, there's been like hundreds of instances where cops have killed people yep. and done all these terrible things to people. Why don't people care about this more? You start wanting to think up solutions, and that was happening to me too because I wasn't quite a libertarian when this first started happening. I was just, you know, thinking like, this guy needs to be punished, you know, stuff like that, and uh, like we need to get rid of this cop. And eventually, I came to this article. I I started wondering what would it be like if we abolish the police. And I looked up like, should we abolish the police? I found this video article by like a Black Power type of guy, but he was mm-hmm. totally right on this. He was talking about how abolishing the police, not defunding them. And this was 2016, so mm-hmm. it was I was way before 2020. Pre Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he's talking about how abolishing the police is the only way because it's the system that is broken. Yep. Like it. And there's no fixing it. It's never going to be fixed. Right. You can't make a monopoly behave. Yeah, you can't vote your way to fixing power. Right. Power has to be abolished. I agree. There's just no such thing as rightful power of one human over another. Um, Moving on, we have another caller. 
I think it's Ricky. Are you there, Ricky? From Pennsylvania? Can you no doubt there, Miss Bonnie. Sounded good tonight. Brother Ian, Brother Riley, Thank good you. evening. Good to speak to you. Thanks, again. Ricky. What's on your mind? I think you might have the radio on in the background. No, it's some sort of thing with this phone, so when we're talking, you're going to have to turn him down, or it's just going to keep making that terrible noise in the background. Oh, okay. So what's on your mind, Ricky? Well... Uh, a little something different, you know, uh, 2017, some may recall, for the better part of the year when I was running for office, you know, I wore the battle flag, you know. Now, uh, the hat, my duster, all that stuff. Now, I'm going to say right now, when I disappeared from public life, I lost all that. Oddly you lost enough, your hat? And the duster, and the battle flag, the leather jacket, out of my apartment. Oddly enough, my forty-five was still in the drawer. That being hmm. said, odd, huh? Nonetheless, uh, you know, I, you know, I don't learn very good. You see, the answer to that one was Ricky from the Commonwealth. Don't run for office. Well. As I've said, you know, I plan on publicly announcing that in 25. Now, what's interesting is I, I wore the battle flag. Now, the one I wore was a three-by-five battle flag, but it was the wrong one. Maybe, maybe, you're, maybe you're wearing battle flag. Maybe when you wear battle flags, you're, you're promoting uh, people to harm you because they think you're going to war against them. Well, that's 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 prob- that's exactly what I plan to do in 2025. But my point here is the one I wore to go was that to war against was- people. Huh? You said that you plan to go to war against people in 2025. Yes, it's called the federal government. Oh, okay. What does that mean? What does that mean? I'm going to announce it right now. My big campaign promise, if elected. Uh, I will blow, make sure that the U.S. Constitution uh, uh, is blown away and the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania succeeds. How are you going to do that? Well, now, I can't. I'm not going to go into that on the air right now, Ian. Now, that's a poor idea because already people are going to have issues with me when I get in there. But that's not for tonight, Ian. I want to talk about my new battle flag I'm going to be ordering. Now, the one I actually wore was a three-by-five battle flag with no border. Now, that was the wrong one. That was actually the one for the Navy. That's the one everybody got. I couldn't get the right one. I, I'm sorry. What is a battle flag? I, for some reason, thought you were talking about the... Um... The, the the other flag that you like that I can't remember what it's called the Southern Cross. Um, so what's a battle flag? The battle flag in North Virginia is the one that everybody had during the Civil War. Now let me explain. Now that one was a square flag, a three by three with a border. Same thing with the elongated cross with the stars. Now I couldn't get one then, and you know it's funny because I called the company. Are we talking about I, the Confederate stars and bars? Is that what you're referring to? I'm saying that the one everybody has is the wrong one. The one I'm going to get is the right one. If anybody has anybody ever seen the hood of the General Lee from the Dukes of Hazard? No, no. Nah, maybe a long time ago. The point I'm saying is the right one is a square flag. This is the battle flag of North Virginia. This was Lee's army. That's the one everybody had during that period. It's square, 
and it has a border. Like an orange border? That's what I seem to have pulled up when I Googled it. It's a white border with a red background with a blue elongated uh, cross. With You're talking stars. about the stars and bars, it right? Is. Okay, yeah, Ian, he is, but it's just that it's not... Um, like it's, it's not, it's not a rectangle of, and it has okay. a border. So yeah, it's almost the same thing. I don't really know why who we're talking Who cares about. if it's square versus rectangle? What the hell does it matter? Well, here's the, because it does matter because the other one for, was for the Navy. Now I found there's only one company in the whole country that I can obtain this from. And it has to literally be made from scratch. That's because no one knows about this. If what you're saying is even true, it is so... Uh, trivial. Yeah, it's it, just pointless to have a piece of cloth to carry around anyway. I mean, de- this is the definition of trivia, Ricky. Well, let me ask you this one, Ian. Now, uh, I will tell you, you know, uh, you know, I, I'm going to be starting my pre-campaign campaign in the future, and I'm going to start running in 2025. And I promise you it'll be a campaign like nobody's ever seen. Right, well, then you'll just have to tell us about it in 2025. Well, if you do want to share, I do want to know if your plans for secession um, for the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania are peaceful. Are, are you talking about peaceful means of secession? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, if as far the way I'm looking to do it, uh, as a pre-association, we have an opportunity, plus when it comes down to our Constitution, I will say that also, that we should be able to do that once I'm in the seat. And I'll be able to, you know, have the other, my other uh, House members will understand. And and there's more to I have that. no idea what he's saying. I, I don't know, but... um. I just wanted to clarify that because he was talking about a battle flag. He said he was going to go to battle against the federal government. Gotcha. So I just wanted to clarify yeah, that. Thank just... you for the call, Ricky. Um, <laughs> what were you going to say, Riley? It's just interesting that Ricky wants to use a battle flag in his campaign instead of a, a peace flag. Yeah, and will people look at that and be able to know, oh, no, that's not the regular Confederate flag. That's the battle one. Like, it, maybe if they're from there, they'll know. That yeah. kind of seems like a bad idea to me. 603-283-6160. You want to bring up whatever is on your mind, even uh, as trivia about Confederate flags? No, I'm just no, kidding. Please. please don't do that. <laughs> 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. And with you in the studio tonight, you got me, Bonnie. Riley. And it's Ian. And I also wanted to tell the audience that on October 2nd, we'll be the next at 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Oh, you're talking about the hearing for uh, the sentencing. Yes. Yes. 10 a.m.? That's what my question was. So October 2nd at 10 a.m., there's going to be Ian Freeman's sentencing. So Ian Freeman, the... Part two. Yes. The creator of Free Talk Live... The man in the second seat right now. If you've ever felt that he has made an impression on your life positively, you want to support him in any way, I 
uh, ask you to please come and show up because it does help. It shows the judge that this man has impacted a lot of people's lives, that they that it's somebody people care about. You know, he's not just a criminal with no friends type of thing. It, it, it makes it look better to the judge um, if more people come. And last time, 100 people came. And I'm At least, so apparently, yeah. Grateful Thank for you that. to everybody. And that's, that. that's a nice turnout for a man who's supposedly a mastermind criminal. Yep, the worst kind <laughs> of criminal is what the prosecution said. Yeah. So, yes, it's October 2nd in Concord, New Hampshire at the federal courthouse. It's 55, I think, Pleasant Street. Um, and I would just really appreciate anybody who wants to come out. And I really do appreciate those that came last time for the sentencing that got pushed forward. I'm going to try and be there. Thank you, Riley. Thank you for being there. Um, the free staters really came through. And even some people from out of state. It was really cool. So moving on, this is from WSBTV.com from Atlanta. The city mistakenly tore down this man's home. Now they are suing him for 68 k in demolition costs. Ridiculous. Mm. That's so crazy. The people calling themselves the city of Atlanta are doing this. Yes, the people calling themselves the uh, city of Atlanta. Remember, Ian mentioned earlier that authority doesn't exist and these are just people. Yep, and um, Jet would love to hear you saying that. that It's not just government, it's government people or goons, tyrants, despots, parasites, thugs, mafia members, gang members. That's what they are. That's what they are in reality. (laughs) Parasites. Parasites, that's my favorite. Um, But before we get into that, this man being sued by his city because they tore down his house... Um, let's go to your phone calls and thoughts. We've got Tom in New Hampshire. Tom, what's on your mind? Well, I tell you, the vast majority of law enforcement goons that wind up being listed on the Officer Down Memorial page are not there as a result of armed resistance against the hostile government. Um, I mean, they diabetes. wind up driving off the road and splattering into trees. They, they're writing up a crash and a drunk driver comes along or... Uh, they're uh, confronting a burglar. And, I mean, the government has this law against burglary for a reason, and burglary is a violation of somebody's rights. It's a non-aggression principle violation, and so the cops are there to bust the burglar for good reason. Mm-hmm. But uh, every once in a while, there is a, a freedom fighter out there who takes out one or more enemy law enforcement goons. Sounds uh, like a bad idea. Yeah, I think it's a bad idea definitely too because you're doing violence against people well they're doing violence they're uh thugs that are on a mission to commit unprovoked violence against innocent people and so uh anyway saturday in palmdale california a deputy sheriff was sitting in a marked uh deputy marked sheriff's vehicle in uniform and a human being uh, went up there the uh the cop was Waiting at a red light. This is uh, I've seen a number of cases where cops have been uh, taken out while waiting at a red light because uh, that's where they're vulnerable. And uh, the human uh, shot the cop and left. And somebody came along eventually and noticed and uh, called it in. And the cop got rushed to the hospital in critical condition and died in the hospital. So that cop is on the uh, Officer Down Memorial page. Okay, but, and but I that cop was sitting at a red light at that time. So how can you say that he was hurting people? Uh, kind of like uh, when 
the, the Battle of Concord, where you've got the enemy soldiers approaching. These are or- members of an organized force that is on a mission to intimidate the humans into obeying a multitude of blatantly unjust laws. It's the yeah, same but that doesn't justify that doesn't justify glorifying their deaths. Yeah, I, honestly, that story makes me sad. It's like that person could have had the opportunity. What if that guy went up to him and started a conversation with him and got him thinking, and then? He decided what he was doing was wrong. Wouldn't that be a better oper- or outcome than just shooting him in the head and killing him? The abolitionists tried reasoning with the crazy people. You can't get anywhere trying to reason with them. It's a, it, uh, well, we this is collectivism, uh, yeah. by the way, what you're doing here. And Tom, you represent yourself as some sort of a liberty-minded person, but here you are collectivizing the police as though they're all the same and that none of them have any hope of ever thinking any differently than what they currently do. And I agree they're all bastards, but I also agree that they're all individuals who some of them probably can't be reasoned with them, and some of them might be able to be talked out of it. Well, I you met one recently. His name's Brad, right. uh, and he's a former law enforcement officer. And former, no, no longer a bastard. Well, they're all members of an organized force that is on a mission, and they all chose to enlist in the police. And they should have the right to choose to stop. And that's what Brad uh, ended up doing at some point. And after he, well, actually, I think they tried to run him out of the police department, but they were unsuccessful at running him out. And then he decided to quit on his own volition. But um, had you, uh, you know, had somebody just pulled up at a stoplight and put a gun uh, and shot Brad, then we wouldn't have him today. He was at yeah. the the hearing as well. Uh, I know you were there, Tom. So thanks for coming out. But Brad was also there, and you would have cheered his death uh, mm-hmm. if he were if he was a police officer back when he was. But he decided to come out against the war on drugs. And uh, they tried to come after him for that, and and he's a hero for uh, for standing up for freedom. That's so. a great way to think of it. Um, well, thank you for the call, Tom. I was just gonna say um, that's a great way to think of it. Think of a think of cops as past Brad Jarvis, Jarvises because that'll make mm-hmm. you have a little bit more compassion for them and not be cheering on their deaths. Um, one thing that Ian said after the not like directly after, but sometime after the FBI raided our house was that they could be they're just the difference between us and people who end up raiding innocent people's houses and terrorizing them and their dogs and pointing guns at them is just choices Mm -hmm. so yep like choices choices a big thing like you can choose to either participate in destroying people's lives or terrorizing people or you can choose to be a better human being and i'm not going to participate in things that happened in people's lives throughout their lives ever since they were a kid Different choices that they made brought them to different places. Like, I happened to make the choice one day to log into Facebook and start arguing with my sister that the minimum wage being raised to $15 an hour wasn't going to solve things. And then so many different things happened, and I made so many different choices just from that instance that led me to finding out that I, you know, finding out the information on the internet that led to me becoming a libertarian. But if that didn't happen... I would have been more like a righty. I might be, you know, someone who just believes like, well, we need cops because the like law and order. That was basically how I felt about cops. And and also I didn't if I wouldn't have gotten in trouble with the cops and didn't have personal experience with them being really bad to me, then, you know, I might have just never seen it. Mm-hmm. That's uh, the way to think about these people. They are in the moment being bastards. And I believe that and I stand by that because of the choices they're making. But I'm not saying that they are all unable to change. And I think that 
that would be some of the best type of um, activism. Like the number one best activism would be targeting cops and like not in a bad way. Sorry, targeting Mm. them for um, an audience for people to talk about freedom and peace and ministering to them basically about Mm -hmm. the ideas of peace and love and freedom and liberty would be the most effective yeah, thing. Yeah, it'd be a good way to do cop outreach or, it's just or something like that. Really hard. I, I there's a point where I was trying to ask people in uh, different chats here in New Hampshire, like I want to go out with signs and tell cops, like get conversations started with cops, and no one wanted to do it with me. And I really, I don't blame them, but I also didn't want to do it alone. And um, it just is kind of scary because you're putting yourself in the position to talk to a cop that's immediately like they're. They're looking for an excuse to arrest you. They're looking for something to hold against you that you say. Um, But I don't know how we could do it. I even thought about writing letters, like doing a letter writing campaign to cops. I just don't know how you like get their addresses to write to them. I got a second example for you, too. Uh, The first year that we did Keenvention here in town, uh, there was a keynote speaker who we featured. His name is Brian Tan, T-A-N-N, B-R-Y-A-N, Brian Tan. And he was a corrections officer at the Cheshire County Department of Corrections who quit his job after he had had conversations with people who were inmates who were free staters like our co-host Nobody and me. But I think most of the credit deserves to go to Nobody because he was in there the longest and had the most conversations with him. He quit his job and we had him speak at Keenvention as our keynote address. And now he is an author, a published author. And he makes, I believe, like fantasy or sci-fi books. What's his name? Uh, Brian Tan. Much more uh, productive members of society writing fiction yeah. books than being a cop. But, no, we, didn't, they're, but they're... we didn't hate Brian. We yeah. didn't call him names. Uh, we didn't call him, him a, a bastard. He wasn't attacked physically. Right. He was, uh, sh- ideas were shared with him and he considered those ideas. Okay, I think so. I think it's better to defeat people with ideas than being angry and violent toward them. Imagine if this happened where less people were deciding their activism was going to be to try to convert cops. And we started having a huge uh, amount of people. It's like you're the blue team and they're well, you're the red team and they're the blue team. And then you're getting you have 100 on each side. Well, no, they have a lot less than there are of the average person. But, you know, they have more then there are libertarians probably so and then you're you're just changing them and then you see the dots turn from blue to red you know like i think that would be uh that's the way to think of it like i don't know if more cops were turning into people on your side all you would be doing is that they're this, just the perfect people to target because targeting just some normie walking down the street that doesn't have any more power against what's going on uh than the next person it's not that that's a bad thing it's a great thing but it would be really effective if we started going after the blue team's goons. Right. And they're the blue team. So, you know, Tom's glorifying the death of police, and I just wanted to bring up Sheriff David Hathaway from Arizona, mm-hmm. who seems like a good guy. And, he does. And I'm, I'm glad he is, but he's still a sheriff. And, you know, there are good sheriffs out there. I well, don't think there are very many of them, but uh, so I think it's like Sheriff a Hathaway one in- appears to be one several million uh chance to be sheriff hathaway because he's like he's the person that took the job because it's like the free staters in new hampshire they took the job because somebody's going to get elected for it elected for it anyway and he's choosing to not do anything bad so if if i don't know if ian uh is going to be so argumentative about it then i'll say chef i mean not chef sheriff 
David Hathaway is not a bastard, and that's the only one I can say. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, I guess that's a step in the right direction, Bonnie. And he's coming up, by the way, to visit New Hampshire for the first time ever That'll be with, cool his, to meet him. Uh, with his wife on uh, during my sentencing. So they're going to come up to, to the sentencing, which will be really cool. It will be really cool. Yeah. Um, so moving back along to this story from WSB-TV. Story from Atlanta. The city mistakenly torn do- tore down this man's home. Now they're suing him for 68 k in demolition costs. That's insane. It is. First, the city demolished his home. Now they're trying to foreclose on the property to pay for the $68,000 in demolition costs. Wow. The whole time, an Atlanta man said the paperwork had the wrong address on it. I'm not going to let the city take this from me. I'm going to fight them tooth and nail, said homeowner Everett Tripodis. Whoa. Hmm. His name is Tripodis, I guess. Hmm. But it literally says tripod is... It's just an empty lot now, but the city demolished his southwest Atlanta home. Now, Tripodis told Channel 2 consumer investigator Justin Gray that he has been served with a lawsuit from the city of Atlanta saying they intend to foreclose and take the property. When I saw that coming from the city, I was quite excited. Maybe it was a letter of apology. <laughs> maybe no, it was a people check. don't apologize. Yeah, maybe it was a check, he said. Yeah, <laughs> they could afford it. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's absolutely. what's so absurd, absurd about this. Right. This is city of Atlanta. I mean, there's a multi-million dollar city, right? That's probably right. a billion dollar city or something. There's a lot Huge of city. revenues there. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah, I opened it up and realized that they were suing me, Tripodis said. Gray first reported in March how before tearing down the house, the city sent its notices that a city inspector found the house to be unfit for habitation to the wrong addresses. So before tearing it down, certified letters were returned to sender. I'm a little confused about that. The city sent its notice that a city inspector found the house unfit for habitation to the wrong addresses Mm -hmm. and certified letters were returned to sender. I'm guessing uh, Everett or whatever his name has returned the... The letters to the to the people to the city. It's just a little confusing because it says um, the city sent its notices that the inspector found it for uh, found that to the wrong addresses. I, I don't know. Anyways, yeah, maybe you're right. He just returned it to sender. Even the official demolition hearing notice was for Lawton Avenue, zip code three zero three one four. But Tripodis's Home is on Lawton Street, which is in the 30310 zip code, about mm. 1.4 miles away. Wow. Okay. So, like, no way to even confuse these two except for the name of the street. Right. Our Channel 2 action story got the attention of the city council. A review of the city's demolition, or in-rem process, reported to the city council in April that some property owners were unaware their homes were up for demolition. Mm. Whoa. That sounds dangerous. Like people yeah, can be in that's, there. Yeah, that's really dangerous and really frightening that a, a group of strangers calling themselves a city could do something like that. Yes, it really is scary. Um, but now, even after those problems were flagged to city leaders, Tripodis got served with a lawsuit. The city is alleging that the property should be sold at public outcry unless one or more of the interested parties tenders the full redemption amount. Sounds legal easy. Hmm. That amount with interest is now more than $68,000 in demolition costs. After you air the story, everyone sees it. Instead of them fixing the problem, they double down and do it again. It's like after the slap comes the spit in my face. I'm just frustrated, Tripodis hmm. said. 
It's crazy. Tripodus had already filed a lawsuit against the city for demolition. Hmm. That's still stuck in the Fulton court system. I guess Fulton's the county or something. Yep. Yep. He only has a matter of a few weeks to respond to the foreclosure suit. Gray contacted the mayor's office about this story. Um, they tell us they are researching the situation. So that's it. <laughs> that's it. It's just a crazy, crazy story to that, me. That to me is really a tragic story because, mm. you know, here a man lost his home to a group of strangers calling themselves a city all because they made a stupid mistake. And they're not willing to apologize. No, they don't apologize. They're not going to apologize, Ian. They don't care about apologizing. They just want their their money. And so it says he sued the city in response to them uh, destroying his home. Right. But that's still dragging through the court system. Meanwhile, the city is now suing him for $68,000. And only giving him a couple weeks to respond. That's yeah. ridiculous. Is that, does that mean the city gets like preference in the court system? They get their their case heard first? Because if he hmm. filed first, shouldn't his case get heard first? That's I would think point. so. But, you know, the courts like to favor their own, it sounds yeah. like. What do and I know? I agree. It does sound to me like they're doubling down. Like mm-hmm. they can't be shown to have, uh, you know, done something wrong. I don't know. No, it's already been proven that they did something wrong, but they don't want to be actually, you know, punished for it. Because these are people who aren't used to repercussions. They're used to acting uh, and doing whatever they want. Well, there won't be any repercussions for them, even if the lawsuit that the man filed against the city, even if that lawsuit is successful. It's not as though whichever city bureaucrat signed off on the form with the wrong address on it, somebody made that mistake, okay, whoever it was, mm-hmm. in whatever department, somebody's name is on that, that notice, and that person is not going to be debited 60, $68,000. That person, whoever that bureaucrat is, isn't going to have to pay for this man's right. house or property or anything no. like that. If the city ever does for, is forced by the court system to cut this man a check, it's going to be the taxpayers that are on the hook. Not the bureaucrats themselves. So they have no responsibility. For no, this. they really don't. It's the taxpayers, unfortunately. Now, I would love to see the city bureaucrats be punished, but that will never happen. It's such a gross system that has been created by these thugs who call themselves government and everybody just um, decides that that's fine, that whatever they do is fine because they call themselves the word government. So it's a magical word. Yes. Um, moving on, we have a caller on the line. Bad slave in New Hampshire. You're on the phone. Are you on the air with us? What's on your mind, bad slave? Well, thank you very much for taking my call, Bonnie. I uh, I was just curious about David Hathaway. I mean, he sounds like a guy, and I think I've actually heard him, uh, you know, claiming to take uh, the discretionary role in a in traffic stops and you know, interactions with, with, uh, the public. I don't but, know. Uh, I'm not sure about, I, uh, know, about that. I don't recall. I don't know if he does traffic stops. He's a sheriff. Well, depends. I mean, you know, it, it depends it, on the state uh, in Florida. The sheriffs are stopping people all over the place hmm. up here. You hardly ever yeah. see it. Usually hmm. in New Hampshire, the sheriffs are glorified paperwork server servers. They go to houses and, Serve, uh, yeah. you know, warrants or, or not warrants, but uh, notices from courts. They and things run like the that. courts. Yeah. They run the courts. Although and, I have uh, been pulled over by a county sheriff one time uh, here in Keene. It is very rare. If you drive around, you'll rarely see a sheriff with their lights on pulling somebody over. It barely ever happens. They, 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 they have the power, I think. Yeah. In, in most cases. But that's but not usually what they're doing. They're, 
they are all they're all taking extortion to uh, feather their uh, nests. And you're um, talking about the money that is going into their paycheck is extortion extortion money. I agree, bad slave. That that was my point when we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago. Like, even if there was a cop that does nothing wrong, I still think it's wrong to choose an occupation where it's not a private company; it's mm-hmm. public, and therefore it's you know you're getting paid with theft money. Well, but that's true for every government bureaucrat, yeah, right? Absolutely. Okay. So I then, said it about my dad for being okay. an enlisted soldier. Is it wrong if you don't know that but, it's wrong? Uh, yeah. But it's always going to be wrong whether you know it's wrong or not. Okay. It's just you're up to you to become an educated person in this life. But if you're not, if you don't know it's wrong, then at least you're not knowingly doing wrong, right? You're just taking you just taking a job because hey, I want to clear the roads. I want to be a snowplow. Yeah, and guy. that's why I say a lot of times, like I don't, I don't feel as much um, like what is wrong with them about like people who joined the military in like the 80s than I feel about people who joined the military today. There's just so much information out there. And you don't have as much of an excuse today? You don't have saying? as much of an excuse to not uh, you know, know about right. what's going we on. We have a lot of wars that are basically proxy wars that have been fought, like the war with Iraq, right. the Afghanistan conflict. All these wars have been here to demonstrate that the military is nothing more than a front for... A Ponzi scheme known as government. Well, thank you for the call, Bad Slave. Um, I appreciate it. 603-283-6160 to get on the last segment with us. 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. that you control 603-283-6160 is the phone number to call in bring up whatever's on your mind talk about what we're talking about uh argue with us it doesn't matter it's up to you 603-283-6160 you can also bring up whatever you want um and in the studio with you tonight it's me bonnie riley and ian and we were just talking about a absolutely crazy situation um a story where um a man got his house torn down accidentally by the city of Atlanta, and now they're suing him for demolition costs. It, they tore down the wrong home, and they want to sue this man for demolition costs. That's crazy, all right. But that's I, what I'd expect from government. Yeah, that's what I expect from government, too. Oh, and he's still got to pay taxes on the destroyed yep. land. Yeah. But I wanted to move on to this story Riley brought in tonight. Oh, this is a really annoying website. I, and, and just like the last one, um, it has this giant top banner vice does now i guess and then Mm. like underneath is the place where the article is so i'm like well as i scroll it's only like a couple paragraphs at a time that's ridiculous and the last one had it too so it's it's really annoying to deal with (laughs) um okay this is from vice news like i said tim ballard's departure from operation underground railroad followed sexual misconduct investigation so for those who don't know operation underground railroad is this alleged uh sex trafficking uh, organization that goes after sex traffickers. Oh, is this I, that movie? 
Yeah, it's it's based on Tim Ballard's life. What's the movie called? Sound of Freedom. Yes. Sound so of Freedom. That's I've right. been following Tim Ballard in his operation for a while because huh. of a journalist by the name of Lynn Packer hmm. who has done work on showing that they are actually not what they claim they are. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah, they're they're they've been really dishonest in their practices regarding who they're finding, how they're finding them, and Tim Ballard Hasn't been an honest man. So are you saying this guy's a grifter? Yes. And are you saying that this um, guy was doing this journalism, um, uh, showing what Operation Underground Railroad was really like before the movie? Oh, yeah. He's been doing it for years. I think if you look up Lynn Packer, which is L-Y-N-N, that's Lima, Yankee, November, November on YouTube, Lynn Packer, you'll find his videos for quite some time talking about Operation Underground Railroad and... So what do they purport to be? They're, they're supposedly out there they're somehow They're supposedly anti-sex trafficking mm-hmm. and they're all about trying to break up sex trafficking rings in foreign countries so children don't get sex trafficked. And they blow out, they, they overblow statistics on who's being helped or whatever and it's just it's just a strange story. So, yeah, that's the only reason that this is really interesting to me, because if it was just like, oh, the head of some CEO of some water bottle company, mm-hmm. you know, was um, he left after you know, a sexual misconduct investigation. It's not that interesting, but it is interesting when it's uh, the guy that's from that movie, Sound of Freedom, that all the Republicans were like, yeah, You're this guy's a, a hero. He's a, he's a hero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, have our heroes. I don't know. I just find it pretty interesting. Like, have either of you seen that movie? No. No, I have okay. not. I mean, you, you're blind, Riley, but I mean, you know <laughs> he, what I mean, he right? Listens to have you heard I the movie? I know what you mean, but do I... You, do you get, as an aside, do you as a uh, a blind person, do they have like accessible movies where they describe yes, what's they going on? Yep. Nice. We'll have to, we'll have to watch one together sometime. <laughs> that would be really fun. That would be fun. Um, is there actually like video on the on the, the track or is it just there's it just... well it depends i mean some if you get it on like a if you if you go to netflix and watch a video there's usually a setting to turn on description for that video so ah, you can okay. listen to the audio described track while you're watching the movie interesting okay that so, is interesting i so it's somehow, never really thought about that it's somehow able to have the dialogue of the movie yep and there's somebody who's telling you so and so does xyz or yep. whatever and they they tell you what comes up on the screen and well, like if okay. there's if the there's like dialogue where there's subtitles they'll mm-hmm. read the subtitles. Neat. Interesting. Does it take longer? Do you know? Like, mm. do they actually pause the, the movie? No, they sense, don't pause right? the movie. They just okay. they just double track the movie and put the track over the di- uh, over the movie. They, it fit. It all fits. Okay. Yep. All right. Neat. Um, that's really interesting. I never thought about like watching a movie with Riley. We could watch one like that. But anyways, so continuing on from this guy. So what's his <laughs> I'm name? I'm just this laughing. Dude? Uh, Tim Ballard. Tim Ballard. Tim Ballard. Yeah. Okay. And I'm just laughing because like he's taking a picture in one of those in front of one of those. Um, you know how like this thing behind you? What's it called? Uh, this is called a step and repeat. It is a uh, graphic banner that has logos on it, and you usually see people at like you know movie premieres or whatever standing in yes, front of. Yes, I things. guess. Oh. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm going to sound so dumb now. I just realized it's Spanish and it says Libertad. He's standing in front of one that says a big, in big words, Libertad. Okay. Like, li- like Liberty. Yeah. yeah. 
in Spanish, but I thought it said lib- libtard. <laughs> and I was like, I was going to say I was laughing because like, is this supposed oh to be God. a joke or something? And I just realized I just read it as libtard. <laughs> um, it looks like it's like labeling him like libtard. So we saw this. I think we saw this same story recently. Didn't didn't I? You commented it, but I, we didn't listen or read it. I don't think. Apparently this guy's been caught doing some naughty yeah. sex stuff, right? Like, I mean, yep. these are just allegations. I'm not mm-hmm. saying he did them, but it's just interesting that here he is being mm-hmm. caught doing doing sexual things. All right, let's get into some of the allegations. It says, Tim Ballard's exit from Operation Underground Railroad, or O-U-R, or R, earlier this year, followed an investigation into claims of sexual misconduct involving seven women, according to sources with direct knowledge of the organization. Sources familiar with the situation said that the self-styled anti-slavery activist who appears to be preparing for a Senate run Oh, I didn't hear that part before. Yep. Well, Mitt Romney step, is stepping down. And so in Utah, mm-hmm. he... Utah. So Sean Reyes, who's the current current attorney general, made a statement a while ago saying... The attorney yeah. general of Utah? Yep. Okay. And saying, oh, well, I'm going to run for attorney general again, but a friend and a patriot's going to be coming up soon to announce his run. And, and people are theorizing, yep, Tim Ballard's going to be the one that Sean Reyes... The attorney general, the so-called attorney general of Utah, was referring to. So this Tim Ballard guy, apparently, he is the uh, founder of Operation Underground Railroad. Yeah. Wow. And now he has stepped down from that organization, or uh, was he removed? Uh, it, apparently, he stepped down a few months ago. Okay. Now we're just hearing about it. Mm, interesting. Well, it says that he invited women to act, or allegedly. Um, the sources say that he invited women to act as his wife on undercover overseas missions, ostensibly aimed at rescuing victims of sex trafficking. What I wonder is why would he need a woman to act as his wife? That or, like sister. Or, or if, why, does, why does he need a woman to act as his wife anyway? Why can't he either bring his wife? Why does he need a hmm. wife to even act as a wife or whatever? Does he have a wife? If it has yes, to be a woman, does. why can't it be, you know, like, just like, oh, this is my uh, sister or niece or, you yeah. know, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's yep. my cousin that and we live together. I don't know. It, it's just a little weird. So um, he would then allegedly coerce these women, those women into sharing a bed or showering together, claiming that it was necessary to fool traffickers because, yeah, they're looking in on his shower. Right. <laughs> uh, but you never know where the cameras are. I mean, this is all <laughs> alleged, so I'm not trying to say I know that this happened or anything, but this is what sources familiar with the situation have said. So, hmm. But I'm going to take a pause and go to the phones, uh, your phone calls and thoughts. Perry in California, you're on the air. What's on yeah. your mind, Perry? Yes. Uh I want to say something about the police in one moment, but first I just wanted to mention real quick, uh, for a long time, the Democratic Party has been taken over by the communists. Now, they're, they're, and they're also crazy. They're, 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 they're evil, crazy, and stupid, but they've been taken over, and they're working on, they've got some of the Republicans, too, don't get me wrong now, that, that, now. They're working on the Republican Party. Now, once they get the Republican Party, if they get that far, uh, people are slowly waking up because of the food prices and the gas prices and all the, all these different things, the, the invasion that we have at the border and so forth. However, what, what the, if, if we don't wake up fast enough and they do take over the Republican Party, uh, we're going to become Venezuela here in America. 
I don't know. Now, I, Venezuela, I, now Venezuela, they eat. They've eaten all their cats and dogs. They've eaten them all. There's, if you go to that country, they say you can't even find a cat or a dog because yeah. they had to eat them. Yeah, I, I agree. That, like Venezuela well, was a terrible thing that happened. Um, socialism well, happened. Do, but the thing about it here yeah, is, I the think Democrats that they need saying, they need this the, uh, pretend back and forth. Like they don't want to just make it Democrats are the only option because then they would be too. Op- the the problem with the United States is they're just more subtly. Oh yeah, absolute they're, they're doing dictatorships. It they're they're bringing their power in subtly. It doesn't matter who's in power. Republican, Democrat, Trump, Biden, whatever—they're all the same. Well, yeah. the Republicans are already socialists. Okay, right. so let's let's make sure we're clear. They're not going to be communist openly, likely at any point, because they're already socialist enough. They support big government. They make the government bigger every time they get control. They want you to pay for their retirement funds and their, their police wars. and their wars yeah. their and their protection the the military is just a big socialist program so right. i mean the government is already run Work by flavored welfare well yeah yeah but uh what i'm gonna say is that uh you're uh, you're you're right uh but the, the the thing is is we don't have to continue in the same direction you know the people are supposed to be the power remember <laughs> I, the, the people yeah, I mean, no, we we are, but they're monitoring you right now. The government, yes, they are. Your, they your, are. Your, 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 you know, your station is being monitored. I'm telling you. Oh, we know that for yeah, a fact. It is. We know that for a and, fact. And and the thing is, is that um, you know, I really love America. Okay, well, I give I, up I, on I, it. It's still, over. Yeah, it's over, dude. The empire's collapsing. It's just it's, propaganda it's from the beginning. It's not completely over. I don't think. What what could you possibly do to change the American its direction? dream is over because of the rate of inflation. Well, we've got to get uh, people in there that are Christian constitutional Dude, people have been that, saying that, that, that truly people, believe in that. Not gonna work. I don't really want to be ruled by left. those types. Is this people? Perry? Well, was that his name? Yeah. Perry. Perry, listen, uh, well, listen well, to me, man. I, no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not getting rid of you here. I just want to make sure you're clear on this. People have been saying what you are saying right now. For as long as I have been alive, it has been going on for long before that. For for generations, people have been saying, we just got to elect the right people to the Washington, D.C. And you know what happens? Power, Every single time. Power corrupts. Absolutely. Yeah, power corrupts. So even if you do elect the so-called right people, they too will be corrupted by the power and they too will become scum. I mean, that's just the reality well, of it. Well, yeah, there, there, there's over 10,000 lobbyists in Washington, including countries and corporations and so forth. And they're paying off. You're right. You're absolutely right about that. They're giving them money. And they they, 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 they wine and dine them in limousines and everything. They do everything to, to get what they want. Uh, yeah, so what it, makes you think you're going to change that? You, you can't change that I'll, by I'll voting. Give you, I'll give you an example. You, uh, H&R Block has lobbyists. Mm-hmm. And they, they 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 like the idea of having it complicated our tax. Uh, Absolutely, you know, it makes a billions now, if for them. A, if if we just had a simple flat tax, uh, mm-hmm. a, a simple con- consumption tax. Well, how come the Republicans food, aren't doing that? Not on food, not on food, not on clothing, not on property. Private yeah. property should be shouldn't be taxed at all. There should be no pro- tax right. on private property. Sure. But but the thing is, if we had a flat tax, you get rid of all the uh, the, the IRS. They can be abolished. We don't need them anymore. You know, they've been talking about this. It. This is called the so-called fair tax, and they've been talking about this 
since before this show moved to New Hampshire. It's been twenty, almost twenty years. Yeah, that I've, been I've heard about, about it this. for a long time too, and nothing's yeah, been but, done about but it. On the, on the streets, you don't hear about people talking about it. You don't hear people talking about it. Because people on things. the streets don't have time for this crap. People on the streets are working. They're trying They're to trying feed to do their, their jobs. They're feeding their families. They're working nine They're working to five. One of the, more one now. Of the things, well, one of the things is the younger generation, I don't necessarily think that they listen to talk radio a lot, you know, but they might listen to Rumble. What would it matter if they did? Or, I mean, look, there's a, there's somebody that's out there. Rumble, by the well, no, we're not. It's too complicated to get on Rumble. Yeah, well, we have a channel there, but it's we're not using it for live streaming because it's annoying to have to use Rumble for live streaming. Well, it's, K- it's a hassle. KTOX here in uh, in uh, Arizona, KTOX uh, radio stations on Rumble. Oh, okay, great. Well, then we're on Rumble. Nice. Uh, we're on KTOX. But listen, yeah, uh, here's the thing. It's like the even if a bunch of people were talking about the the flat tax or the fair tax or whatever, the odds that it's going to be implemented are near to zero. Or if it's going to be implemented, it'll be implemented in a way that you're not expecting it to be. Why would the government and just be like, okay, yeah, we'll agree to take less money from you? They're not going to do that, they Bonnie. Won't. The proposal of the fair tax is to that they take actually more or the same amount, hmm. but they get rid of the IRS and they replace it with a flat tax of like 29 or 25 percent. Hmm. which would be a sales tax by the federal government Whoa. on everything that you buy. Oh my God. So the idea wouldn't well, be to what, reduce what, the money. It would be to change what, the system. Go ahead. Yeah, what, I, what I like to see is like a 5 or 10% tax. But no, the that's not so the proposal. Evil, they, they, they want 95%. They're, they're, they're evil. They're well, very they're evil proposing people. like 20, is evil. 25 to 30% for the so-called fair tax. But again, none of no, these things are none of these things are, are fundamental reforms to the system. And no one is going to propose a fundamental reform because they don't want to reduce their power. So I'm sorry to tell you this and be the bearer of bad news, but the United States is doomed to failure, just like all uh, empires are doomed to failure. They have extended their reach of their military all around the planet. They have extended the reach of their dollar as far as it can, you know, well, it hasn't gone as far as it can go, but it's gone pretty far and they're stretching it and they're inflating it and they're uh, they're punishing the American people and the people that hold dollars and it's just going to get worse yeah, and can worse. Can I just mention two more things and that's it? Yeah, uh, it ain't turning around okay, though, dude. Okay, you got to get okay. real. Okay, the, they talk about term limits, right? So if they voted for term limits for the people coming in, not for themselves, because they don't want to do that. They mm-hmm. don't, don't want to, and then... From they don't want to do it to their sons and on, everybody that comes in new. Mentors, uh, they, they, they're deal, they have they're on term limits. You see my point? They, that, that's what the good way does they that do? That. do? Then that way it, it gets done, but over time, as but new it's not going to change in. anything. I mean, again, what you're well, bringing up here is nothing new. I mean, I hate to tell you you're being unoriginal, but I mean, this is not new. Saying we got to vote for the right people and put in term limits and change to the fair tax. This is stuff people have been saying for decades. It's time for secession. Yeah, that's the only way out of this. Don't you think people are slowly waking up now with all the things that are going on? Fine, let them wake up, but it's not going to change anything. They should wake up to secession. About like a 50-50%, like some people are Republicans and they say stuff like this that's never going to happen. Some people are liberals and they say stuff like everything should be free, which is probably never going to happen either. But thank you for the call, Perry. Wait, wait, I want to say something about the police. Okay, go ahead. Okay, you were saying earlier, the the way I look at it is they should be filtering them better, you know, uh, making sure who they are before they get hired, and uh, and. Uh, but you don't know who they're, they'll they're, become. I mean, I get well, what you're saying, but you no, still no, don't but know but what think, the power is going to do. Yeah. Right. 
But if they get written up for something that they did wrong, then they got to get uh, maybe a second time or third. What if they get fired? You can't keep them on the force. But well, I don't do. really want to pay for whatever most, whatever system please, you I, want to implement with police. I don't want to pay for it. Like it's it's. I think most police are are are. are this is socialism, Perry. Good. You're trying to force yeah, me to pay for. Call, then? I'm asking you a question. Then if somebody's robbing your house, who are you going to call? You going to just shoot them, or what are you gonna, how are you going to do it? Perry, if there the were police, different, you? you don't have to force me to pay I'm for not, whatever police. Uh, no, I'm asking, it doesn't you matter who I would call. If I Perry, to, I'm answering your question. We, I'm answering your question, Perry. It doesn't change gonna, anything. No, shut up, please. It doesn't change anything if you're saying, you oh, I'm only hold. allowed to have one um, option of people to call. It's socialism. You want to be a socialist and force me to pay for the one uh, police department you want me to call? If there were... If that wasn't the case and I wasn't forced to pay for these people who abuse people and kill people over nothing all the time, then there could be, as Ian like, easily described earlier, it's not that hard to understand if you're not a socialist Republican, that there could be competing people, companies that come to protect people. Say you had somebody in your house. I could call my company and come to come. Or you could Protect just shoot me. the guy. I mean, or, yeah, you know, exactly. If I had my own gun like, and I and the government was not letting me have a gun like they are now, the government that you want me to pay for with your fair tax, you socialist, have a nice day. <laughs> well, I don't think you need to tell somebody to shut up. But if, if somebody keeps talking, you just press the hold button and then you can just put them on hold and you solve that problem. I don't care. But I think you're fair. I think it's fair that you call him a socialist because Republicans love to go off on socialism they right. hate socialism and you know there's a lot of reasons to dislike absolutely. socialism it's it sucks it's a terrifying uh tyrannical system but i think you're absolutely right to point out that republicans also believe in socialism and they support socialism they just don't call it that when they do it yeah one time chris... social security right the well, military one time um chris wade he's a former show host i mean he would probably be on the show if we mm-hmm. needed somebody to um Help us with it right now, but he just was on Fridays, and then yep. Fridays went to pre-recorded shows. So Chris Wade and I went to a um, protest here in town. It was a pro-cop police, uh, or sorry, pro-police protest. Well, oh, that but must have been poorly attended. How many people were at this? No, there was um, like 20 people. In That's this pretty one poor. Compared, loud, to Black, uh, compared to Black Lives Matter, there was like 300. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. There was like this one wa- loudmouthed woman who apparently somebody said like her dad was a cop. How old were these And uh, most of them were old. Elderly. And um, So Chris Wade and I went to counter-protest, just mm-hmm. to be clear. And Chris Wade was wearing a shirt that said uh, like socialism. I don't remember exactly what it said, but it, it said socialism is bad. It was like an anti-socialism shirt. Nice. And um, some of the Republicans that were uh, had started gathering came up and they're like, nice shirt. I like your shirt. And he was like, thanks. So they're just kind of assuming that he's, he's on their time yeah. and that are on their side. And then like when he brought out his, uh, when I got there, I gave him his um, poster. He wanted me to bring him. And it said, you know, something like <laughs> something about pigs and stuff. Okay. And they, they were all like all moving away from mm. him. <laughs> it was so funny. They just assumed he was on their team and he was, mm. and he kept saying like, I don't want to pay for your socialist program. That's all. That's it. And they couldn't right. wrap their mind around yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's hard for people to wrap their mind around the idea that police, military, social security, these are all socialist programs. These are all programs in which government steals money from your neighbor and gives it to you. Well, or maybe not you. They're or, stealing yeah. from everybody and gives it to their buddies. How about yep. that? <laughs> yep. Well, we have CW in Arizona, also calling from KTOX. So what's on your mind, CW? I just want to clarify, you guys are not on Rumble. 
what Perry was referring to is that our local shows stream on Rumble. Oh, okay. so it doesn't do it. It's not 24 yeah. hours. It's not a consistent stream. I, I know see, it sounds like that, yeah. but they have, they have done it before where they forget to turn the Rumble off <laughs> and then there's just a chair and then it goes all night. You get <laughs> nice. Coast to coast and you get all the other shows too, but all right, cool. no, you're not consistently ran. All right. Well, that's okay. If if people want to see us on video, they can go to uh, watch.freetalklive.com and you can find our Odyssey channel there and you and you can watch the show there. I actually really want to know what uh, Coast to Coast is talking about these days. That's a good show. I haven't listened to it in a while. I haven't listened to Coast to Coast in a while. I used to be a huge Coast to Coast fan. I am a Coast Insider currently, so I could get their audio. <laughs> nice. But I haven't listened to Coast to Coast in forever. So I you, love... pay for, you pay for a subscription? Yep, I do. Oh, wow. I've um, never been that big of a fan, but I do like them. Is it oh, still yeah. George Norrie? Yeah, still George Norrie is still hosting as far as I'm aware. Okay. Um, oh, God. I don't know. They usually have weekend hosts that are different. Yeah, they it's one do. Of the only, it's the only other show, I think, besides Free Talk Live that's seven nights a week. Whoa. Yep. Yeah. Well, I loved Coast to Coast because it covered strange things, and I'm fascinated by that stuff. Me too. And I've Bonnie been really loves Ian... Bigfoot stuff. Yeah, yeah. like... Uh, this whole week, I've been telling Ian it's been getting colder outside, and it just drives me even further to want to listen to like ghost stories, Bigfoot stories, alien stories, and just like <laughs> basic like mystics talking about yep. stuff like that. I just love it. Um, going on to more phone calls and thoughts, we have David in New Mexico. David, what's on your mind? Well, I was going to what you were talking about, but first of all, don't listen to anything that CW or Chuck from Washington says. Neither of them know anything about anything. Hmm. Um, Thank you. Y- you guys sound like. They know I'm kidding. You, you guys sound like a controlled opposition for the uh, illegal, fake, uh, pretend federal government. What are you talking about? What, what are you talking because, about, dude? Because you're such, you're, you're such naysayers about uh, the original powers to the people that we had in the beginning that have been stripped away by the illegal, fake, uh, uh, pretend uh, federal government. What do you mean well, we're naysayers? He, because we always say that the government or the constitutional isn't. The Constitution isn't going to protect us from it, from anything because you know, like Perry right. calls in. Yeah, that's right. That what the, what what the people have been duped over the years to not believe that they have the power that they have in the highest law in the land, and well, and you keep telling them that they don't have that power. Thank you, David, for the call. I would say that the people have a lot more power than they know that they have, but it has does not come from a piece of paper. The mm. Constitution has been either powerless or has either been ineffective or powerless to stop what's happened. Uh, This has been Free Talk Live. We'll see you again tomorrow. Peace. If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Realtor Mark Warden. Now you can learn more about the awesome things happening here in New Hampshire in our march toward liberty in our lifetime. Our friends at Porcupine Real Estate are hosting a series of webinars to educate you on the expanded freedoms enjoyed by New Hampshire citizens. Reserve your seat today at move.freetalklive.com. Topics include gun freedom, medical freedom, and political freedom victories. They also have a couple on best practices for moving to the free state and finding housing. These webinars are super helpful and free to attend once you've registered at move.freetalklive.com. Visit their YouTube channel, Porcupine Real Estate, for videos from past presentations and sign up for upcoming webinars for free at move.freetalklive.com. Porcupineralestate.com